I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Not free, we only license, not live. We just exciting because the captors on the masters to what we write. Not compassionate, only polite. We well trained. Our sincerity's rehearsed in stage. It's just a game. Not good, but well behaved because the camera survey most of the things we think, do, or say. We chasing after destiny to call ourselves brave, but every day the next man will meet with the grave. I give a damn if any fan recall my legacy. I'm trying to live my life in the sight of God's memory like that, y'all. Hey, welcome to the Blackout to this podcast your host rod and karen and uh it's uh true blood tuesday so you know what that means my man jay triz Nae is in the house what's up man <laughs> uh, always a pleasure to be here i uh, no doubt man i'm glad uh glad you could be here dog I'm glad i made it too it was close for a second yep it's raining out there yeah, bad too. I heard the rain beating on the on the glass i was like what the hell's happening out there that rain man it stormed for like 10 minutes fogged my windows up and then disappeared caused like it did 15, move quick. 15 accidents it took me 40 minutes to get here uh on a 15 minute trip but you still wow. made it and that's what that's what we're talking about man we're happy to have you in here uh lots of stuff going down today um gotta review true blood so it's gonna be a little bit depressing <laughs> we're, gonna, we're all gonna get through it together guys i almost um, threw the remote at the tv when i when i hit play mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I almost hit through it at the remote uh, at the tv when it ended <laughs> this oh, actually Lord. this actually was the best episode mm-hmm. uh, and you know we kind of talked about it briefly at the why but you know you was right this actually was the best episode yep yep um all right man let's uh TheBlackoutTips.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search The Blackout Tips and we'll come up. We appreciate everybody that does that. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes uh, and Stitcher. We appreciate those. We read them live on the show on Saturday mornings when we do our feedback show. Mm-hmm. You can also do stuff like go to TheBlackoutTips.com and like leave uh, leave uh, somebody's phone is on. Uh, you can do stuff like leave... Um, uh, <laughs> that's not me. It's all right. I, Leave look, comments. I read the rules. Mm-hmm. I follow them. The only rule I don't follow is interrupting you. Uh, leave no, comments. No, no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Leave, <laughs> leave comments, vote in the polls, and uh, all that stuff, man. Just go to blackoutist.com. Become a premium member of com slash premium. Um, it's all there. Uh, if you have any issues, email me and we can work it out. Uh, and, um, that's about it for now, man. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Um, Tweaked Audio is the maker of some fine headphones, and we have a discount with them. If you go to uh, tweakedaudio.com, put in code TVGWT, our stuff will come up, and you can actually go in there and be like, hey, dog, hey, um, I want 33% off. And they go, yeah, no problem, brother. And you say, you know what else? I demand free shipping. And they say, that's not a problem for us either. And even if you take it one step further and your headphones break, they give you a lifetime guarantee. So mm-hmm. make sure you do that. Um, LR Joyner wrote in, you guys pontificated about tweaked audio headphones to begin this episode. This is yesterday's episode. I'm reading this comment now for a reason. So I decided to share a testimonial about how real life the warranty is. I bought the in-ear joints with the wood on them for a very reasonable price, less than $40. I tried to change the earbuds in them and broke my headphones. About two to three months later, one of my headphones shorted out. 
I didn't have any of my of my order info readily available. I emailed Tweaked Audio customer service telling them of the problem. They wrote me back saying that they would ship out a new pair and asking where to ship it. Didn't ask me about how they broke. Didn't ask for a receipt. Didn't ask for my. Didn't ask any. Didn't do anything to fight my claim. I received a new pair in two days. I say that wow. to say, when you guys tout that warranty, that is real. Mm-hmm. Had a similar issue with uh, some one hundred and fifty dollar Beats by Dre's, though that time it wasn't my fault. Sure, it wasn't, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you were tearing up some headphones, don't you? Man, yeah. hey, man, people go through headphones. I've been through tons of them. Now his father took a shower in his Beats. <laughs> um, and they basically told me that if I if it, that it had been more than a year, which it had, so basically kick rock. So thank you guys for putting me on the tweet audio. Well, that's what I'm talking about, buddy. That's the kind of deals we like to promote here at the Blackout Tips, so that you guys can get take advantage, man. Take advantage. Um, mm-hmm. let's see what else we got to do. Um, I guess talk about True Blood. I mean, this will be the fastest we ever talked about. Let's just get right into it. This is oh, a great Lord. episode, though. This this yeah. episode is a great one. I hear you. Let's get it over with. Um, <laughs> so you can move on to other things in your mm-hmm. life. Other things happened. Uh, so um, they showed the, the preview, and uh, it looked like Valor was going to go crazy, and Hoyt was back and all this stuff. So um, they they start with Sarah Newland, who is still stuck in that uh, old like retreat for the church that she used to run with her crazy-ass husband. And the ghost of all her former lovers are still there. And Ghost Jason was basically the main one left. And he was being super creepy, saying stuff like, you're going to die. And uh, she like uh, she finally like accepted that uh, she just needed to go out there and let the truth set her free. Uh, and I, I guess she was like feeling like if I'm going to be the savior, then I have to be a martyr. So I had to turn myself in. Still haven't said why she having these hallucinations. Yeah, I don't get why she's having hallucinations either. And it's one of those things in the show where, like, they they used to try to explain stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why? It, well, it used to be like, well, Lafayette has these powers. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying they're going, why explain? Last season, fuck it. It really does feel like that. It really does feel like they're going, uh, we, you you guys get it. It's true blood, you know. Um, So she walks outside, basically, and gives herself up. Uh, Eric and them, uh, Eric, like, basically goes, fuck it, runs over that to her and look like he's about to kill her, which at this point doesn't make sense for her to kill, for him to kill her. Cause he needs her blood to heal himself for one. And then for two, like, he, um, has a deal and Pam had to threaten to kill herself to get him to not kill her. And that's something new this season. They trying to make him super impulsive to kill everybody. Right. Whereas before he had patience, you know, like Bill, he would even tell Bill Compton, don't you kill everybody. <coughs> yeah, he used to be extreme. He used to be the one who would calculate, sit back, think of all the angles. And then when he decided to act, you'd be surprised because it would be eight episodes into the season before he decided, like, all right, I'm going to go in and help kill everybody. Yep. Now this motherfucker just killing. Maybe it's because he got the vampire age or something, man. But he like. Who got time? I'm about to die. See, he even it doesn't make sense because remember they had him in hiding, not bothering anybody. He yeah. was just chilling, ready to just die peacefully. And all of a sudden, Pam come get him. Now he just wanted um impulsively kill everybody. Yeah, now it's super duper bucket list to kill everybody. <laughs> um, and he don't even got the fast moving strain. And, and he want to save people at the same time. Yeah. 
so Eric decides not to kill her, takes a bite out of her. Um, and you can see the cure starts working immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, takes a bite, and he's pretty much cured or help V right away. Um, and then they uh, give her over to the Yakuza, and uh, that's when the song starts, you know. I'll do bad things. <laughs> That's it. But uh, I was hyped because Eric is back, man. I like I like Eric. Like, I actually like him more than Bill. Yeah, hopefully that means Pam back. Mm-hmm. She can stop being a little punk. Like, because she was dropping bars here and there, but not consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully now she want to kill everybody like she used to. And, you know, and she talks shit. Now she just talks shit. Yeah, she was just about to kill herself, too. Um. So uh, we cut over to Sookie laying up on this Mr. Burns-looking veiny nigga, <laughs> Bill, laying, laying in bed looking like somebody drew all over him with stencil. <laughs> um, and I guess they're having like a lover's embrace. Mm-hmm. Remember we used to go down to the creek? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the water was glistening all over your body. So they chilling. Laying up ribbon on his chest. Um, Still smelling like Aussie Yep, still smelling like wolf, like wolf dick. You know, wolf dick don't just wash off, man. They like to mark their territory. Have y'all ever uh, smelled like a skunk before? You ever had been mm. there a skunk? Mm-mm. Man, I I rode over. I did. I drove over a skunk one time. Truck smelled like skunk for like two weeks. Washed up under the undercarriage and everything. Still smelled like skunk. So mm-hmm. we know she smelled like wolf. So um. Basically, she's uh, laying up there chilling with him, and uh, Bill and her start having to talk about how she he was even supposed to like find her in the first place. He was working for her grandmama or some shit, and she was supposed he was supposed to find her and take her back to Fairyland where she was gonna be bred. I don't know if that was including some cuckold shit or some BBCs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were they trying, was they trying to make more warlords or something? Yeah, I don't know how that was going to go. It didn't, he didn't even say be bred with vampires or any. He just said be bred, so who knows what that means. But what was weird to me was, why the fuck would you send a vampire to save a fairy? Isn't that like sending a cop to solve a case at Krispy Kreme? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, can you bring me back this donut? Sure. <laughs> I'll be right back. Let me get my coffee. Um, they, and you know what, man, this is when I finally reached my tolerance point because everybody knows I'm a pretty tolerant person, but, uh, I feel like their relationship is a a choice and I'm tired of them throwing their disease relationship all in our face. Okay. (laughs) What about all of us in healthy non-disease relationships? And then we got to sit up here and be, have it thrown up in our face that, that they veiny sex. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, that helped me. Yeah. Just breathing it around. Yeah. Ah, giving it to everybody. They're not uh, even using, being responsible with it, wearing condoms. Right. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, could they put condoms on his teeth? <laughs> right. Can he get, can he wear like a plastic bite guard? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking too? Like, if Eric gets rid of the Hep V, but then he has sex with Sookie, does she give it back to him? Or is Hep V, once it's cured, it's gone forever, period. Like chicken pox, I don't know. Yeah, can you catch it again or can you not? Uh, So it, we find out basically that Bill was messing with her out of misplaced vampire guilt <laughs> all these years. So he was, she was just a, a nice charity fuck. Uh, we cut to uh, Lafayette and Letty Mae still digging in that yard. 
best scene, best scene of the series. All they, seven oh. seasons. All seven <laughs> seasons. First of all, they were digging in these black people's yard without saying a word. Right. Um, and it, it didn't, like, I won't lie, like, it's unrealistic that black people would let you dig in their yard and not say nothing. Right. Well, you know what I thought about when I saw this scene? Mm-hmm. I was like, this looked like a family that stay in a bad neighborhood and they 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 probably could do better with the right break like these are college educated people that you know just hadn't found the right job to move them out the hood Mm -hmm. and this junkies that happened to be walking down the street and stopped in their house stopped in their yard you know what i mean and they just waiting for the junkies to leave it wasn't the first time they dealt with crackheads but (laughs) also they didn't want to like call the police right get them involved because who knows what the cops will do (laughs) right (laughs) well we know the penalty for anything for black people is shooting them so yeah but they were just true blood they would eat them uh (laughs) yep so they were just digging in the um you know digging in the in the front yard i think they called the reverend like like, look, man, you you junkie wife out here. Right. <laughs> Come and get Come up. Get your nephew. You know what I mean? Like we, like we just gonna call. We know who to call. We're not gonna call the police. So James James the Vampire shows up, and uh, so does Reverend Daniels. And Reverend Daniels is pleading with the family, like, oh, I'm gonna talk to him. Don't <laughs> don't call the police yet. I just need to get them off of your property. I'm sorry about this. And my my wife is an addict. She's struggling with drug addiction and. You know, I appreciate y'all, you know, calling me first. And he goes over and starts talking to him. And that's when James shows up. And Lafayette and uh, Letty Mae was like, uh, we about to get high again. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. But you lied to them folks. Do you want some? <laughs> yeah, because you can either get high with us or you can't. And Letty Mae threw that lip acting on him and was like, listen, um, if you had a chance to see your daughter one more time, uh, and you knew you were right, and all you had to do was get a little high to see it. Would you do it? Best scene ever to try to convince somebody to smoke crack. Right. <laughs> and he, was, not me. I just be. I just miss him, Dan. Nope, nope. That was the best. Like you, you normally hit like, man, we're gonna get you high as fun. You ain't never felt nothing like I'm, this. I'm good. She hit him with the. But wouldn't you want to see your daughter? Yeah. Right. How you gonna keep me from seeing my child, my dead child, then she poked and them giving her peace? Right. Then she poked them lips out, and that was like, <laughs> how can he say no to them lips? Normally, them lips is sucking his dick, and he's never said no to that before. Right. You know she don't put that, <laughs> that lip acting on his Johnson several times, and that's all he could think about when she mm-hmm. was saying, "Try this crack." Yep. And uh, <laughs> she said, "Take a bite of James. We can get high for hours." <laughs> and uh they did um and he said no at first up until he saw her them lips was sucking on that blood sucking out his arm and you know i kept thinking it was like why does lafayette need to get high to see tara because you know he has powers but someone told me that um he had swore to not use his powers ever again at the sookie uh, at the to- at the sick, he almost got killed. So I guess he really isn't gonna use his powers so anymore. So he'll really get high off crack and use his natural powers. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So Reverend Daniels got lit, man. <laughs> and all I can say is that's love. He was just telling these black folks it wasn't gonna be like this, <laughs> and he literally did crack right in front of them. I like love, he just I love you, but uh, you and Justin be out there alone. He just gave them the speech, but like nice. my wife is having problems, 
and I'm sorry about this, everybody. I don't, I don't mean to do, but, but he made that face right there. I put in the chat and, uh, it was a wrap. <laughs> he just looked like he saw them lips. He was looking at them lips acting. He said, man, shit, let me just go ahead and do some crack. This ain't going to hurt, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I, guess I'll be doing crack today because Letty was, Letty May was about to damn cry up in there, man. Um, and Letty May, I put her lip acting, um, on the screen too like she she hit that lip acting on him he said mm, what can i do so um but they start walking in these people's house they walked they got high and walked in these people's house wow they were high as shit and the family just stood on the side like y'all go ahead then i guess well you ever seen a crackhead don't, don't, don't steal no silverware please they know a crackhead high got superhuman strength right they was like we're not gonna fight y'all well see the thing about that is this you don't let crackheads in your house. <laughs> you Period. don't. They should have had the door so locked. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I say lock the doors. Like, I don't know if this family like, was. Oh, them niggas high. Clank, clank. I don't know if this family was a hip to game or what, but they let these niggas in their house. But um, that's when they had a flashback. This is the only flashback this season I actually gave a fuck about, by the way. Right. You know why? Because this is the only flashback that gave closure. And it mattered. Right. It actually had an effect on what was happening at the time. <laughs> Unlike these bill flashbacks, which I don't know if it's going to be some huge payoff in two weeks, but it better be at this point because <laughs> the, the fucking flashbacks don't have anything to do with what's happening. This flashback literally had something to do with what was happening this episode. Man, that flashback right there, because, you know, I watched The Strain first, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And they did a flashback, and I was like, "Fuck these flash! I'm sick of flashbacks. I don't give a no. fuck about this old man and his flashbacks." That the, flashback was good, but the flashback from True Blood made me like, hmm, "Maybe the flashback with the old man and the strain." Let me—I'm gonna have to look at that again now. Yeah, it served yeah. a purpose. It, it wasn't pointless. But at the time, because of True Blood and all uh, these useless flashbacks with Eric and um and vampire bill <laughs> yeah they flashback team is terrible over at you blood yeah well this not this time i have nothing but good things to say about this flashback what happened did the black people go in there and be like look i'll go fuck what y'all do this season with any of these white people <laughs> on set but right. i'm a part of the letter me uh, look back to school guild right and, we got a union now <laughs> and we, right we unionized and they were like they were like now hold on a goddamn minute we're not gonna be and then all of them started lip acting in unison it was too powerful they had to let them have a good script <laughs> they had to yeah um so it was funny man because like um like uh, they showed the flashback and it was tara and sookie as little kids playing in the house it was tara's birthday and apparently uh, Tara's daddy is Ray Rice. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because he showed up. And uh, he was being all stereotypical, you know, black unemployed man who ain't shit but also wants to beat his woman. So basically everybody, every black man on Twitter that harasses the women. Mm-hmm. Eat the cake anime. Yeah. So he showed up and he was basically like, yeah, I'm home. I run this shit, you know, all this. And for let me just say for a second, man, um, Younger five, Lady, lady May. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, boo. Hey. <laughs> hey, how you doing? How, how you doing over there, Younger five, Lady May? Lady May? I like the hair and everything. Look back, the skills were still on point too, mm-hmm. dog. Before that was before she was wearing the uh, dresses, the uh, church dresses, dog. I was like, I see you, Younger five, Lady May. Um, so uh, yeah, dude came in and like roughed her up. 
Like, but first, but like, she knew it was coming. So first he came in, was like, I want some money. And he was like, what? I mean, sorry. She came in. He came in and she, he was like, I want some money. She was like, I don't got no money. And he was like, Oh, you got some money. He started looking around. He was like, uh, how much is it? What about this cake? You spent some money on this cake? She was like, well, that's for your daughter's birthday. 99 cent store. <laughs> and I got it from the 99 cent store. He said, hold on and stuck his whole hand. <laughs> I mean, he fisted that cake, dog. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. It was like surprise. <laughs> like he couldn't have, he couldn't have took a knife and got a slice. <laughs> he was He's gonna like, stick your goddamn hand in the cake. Nobody's gonna eat this cake. And and it wasn't even like some big ass cake, dog. It was like uh, the size of half a real cake, you right. know. And it wasn't like it was her cake. It was his daughter's birthday cake. He right. Didn't give a fuck. And he stuck his whole hand up in there, and then took a little bite, and was like. This ain't no 99 cents cake. <laughs> and she was like, Tara, get out of the room. You want to it? Go play now. And then her lips start shaking real good. And then his lips start shaking because he was like, get ready to get abusive. <laughs> and, uh, That's going to start an earthquake, all that lip shaking. Mm-hmm. But he hit her a couple times. And they was going back and forth. And then it cut away from that scene. Man, the lip quiver was strong with the young one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Oh, even uh, everybody in the, the babies was lip quivering. Everybody was lip quivering. Oh in this my! Scene. But that wasn't that that scene. Still, was not the most powerful lip quivering in the show. Uh oh. That was just that. That was just that scene of the flashback lip quivering, and um, it was excellent. It was yeah, and it was still an A. You know <laughs> what I mean? So uh, we cut to Hoyt, who was acting real stupid. <laughs> and I said, Ah, damn! Why could? Couldn't the whole episode be about them? Right. Yeah. As soon as they cut the hood, I was like, God damn it. I want an hour of Letty Mae and that flashback. And what that- had happened? <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest? Yeah. Did, did, was he going to take it too or did he just want to whoop some ass? Yeah. I couldn't tell because he was acting so good with his lip acting and his intimidating, <laughs> his intimidating lips. I was like, is this rape lips or is it just like abusive lips? Like I couldn't tell. He was doing it so hard. I wasn't sure if White Sookie at a younger age was going to jump in and, and, you know, exert her. I know everything. I'm in everybody's business type of acting. Yeah. Like, ha- was her white privilege powers not kicked in yet? <laughs> yeah. Because she was supposed to solve all those black people problems with her white privilege. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I wanted to know because of how the black people was carrying it. Mm-hmm. It was also good. So then they cut away to Hoyt, and Hoyt was at his mama's house, and he was acting real stupid. His girlfriend, I think her name is Bridget. She was like, you know, Hoy, uh, you know, one day maybe we could have some babies. And he was like, bitch, <laughs> what the fuck you say about these babies? I'm a pimp now. And it was weird because Hoy used to be the biggest simp on the show. So it was weird watching him, like, take an attractive woman and act like she ain't shit. It's because she was sitting hugged up next to Jason. And I was mm-hmm. like, why is this bitch going through the uh, family album with Jason? Mm-hmm. Right next to them. Why is Jason sitting there next to them? Why is he there at the house? Why hasn't he taken his ass home? Yeah. I just kept picturing fucking Joe playing in the background and shit. My, the way my man Jason was going to slide up and take his woman and shit. But then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe in Hort's contract, he said he was okay with a threesome with two dudes. Because you never know what to expect with them with the sex scenes. I was like, well, right. maybe that's what's about to happen. See, I never thought, it never, there was no sexual tension in this scene. It was just, it was that typical, like, every Joe R&B video starts with a scene like this. 
where a man argues with his woman in front of Joe. Right. And then Joe waits till it's over and slides over and is like, what kind of man would treat his woman so cold? You know what I mean? Like that. So I, I was expecting him, you know, I could hear it in the background already like, oh, shit. See, I th- and I thought it was Jason Dream. You said you need someone to be there for you. To love you all night long. That's what he was saying. I can see, I can see Jason making that eye contact with Bridget on that couch. Ah, they was sitting a little too close for personal space. They had a lot, of spe- lot, lot of room on that couch. Dog could put a lot of space between them, but he was looking a little too, uh, a little too serious. But see, I know Jason dream about vampires having threesomes, but I mean, you never know at this show. They make up the rules as they go along. Yeah, it wasn't vampire threesomes. It was just him and. It was actually a vampire twosome, just him and. Well, you know, but it wasn't just, even no woman in there to break that down. Like well, that was just straight dick on dick, bro. Well, who had the threesome of Dream with Sookie and uh, Eric and uh, Vampire Bill? Uh, One of them had that dream with the threesome, so I was like, well, maybe Jason having a, a threesome dream now. I know Sookie had a threesome dream. Well, I thought maybe it was Jason turn to have a threesome dream and wake oh. up. Yeah, that only works on vampires. Um, but see, they, Jason was they looking don't like, follow rules on this show anymore, so... Yeah, that's true, but, you know, I, I believe it when I see it. But you know what it is? Jason been looking at Bridget for two, for this, this, this is the second episode now. Mm-hmm. Where he been scheming on Hoist man, Woman, Uh-oh. and he done stole Hoist Women before. <laughs> Twice, right? Right. So this was, shit wasn't like... It was part for the course. So all I could hear was that all the things your man won't do. I said, this is it, because he was in... Because Hoyt had some bass in his voice. It was like, listen, bitch, I didn't want to say nothing about no goddamn kids. Think just because you fine and you from Alaska, which, you know, if you think about it, if she's fine and she's from Alaska, that makes her confidence extremely high because there can't be that many fine women in Alaska. <laughs> right. And he got them. Right. And he was treating her like shit, man, which, you know, like in a way I felt good for him because he had been such a simp before. But I felt kind of bad for him because, like, you don't know when you got a good thing, man. <laughs> you know, you about to lose it to Jason again. You about to be dick deep in your girl again because you don't know when to shut the fuck up, man. Yep. But uh, before they even got to that, my man, um, my man uh, Hoyt was like, uh, well, well, listen, uh, I, I don't know about having no kids. I got a lot of shit going on right now. Um, I'm flooded with memories. I don't even know if I want to have kids. Um, and, uh, she got an attitude with them, like all pretty women. And, uh, cause she heard no for the first time. And, uh, she was oh. like, I'm leaving the house with this stranger that we just met that's a police officer mm-hmm. who's going out on an emergency call. <laughs> and I'm gonna suck his dick on the way. He just got an emergency call that said, um, uh, hey, I'm in danger with your ex superpower girlfriend. Uh, and, uh, or, or was no, it Violet that no, called? Violet was the one that sent yeah. that. And she showed, um, I, he showed, showed him a picture not, of Jessica bleeding, right? No, it was the, um, the fairy. Wait, he showed a, what? it was the picture. Nah, of, it was Jessica. Cause he, cause it, it was, was, it was the fairy. Cause then after that, that's when he called, um, Andy and was like, look, they got your daughter tied up at my ex um, house. I, I swore it was uh, Jessica, but okay. Well, you know, a lot of white young white They do look alike. Look alike. They do look alike. They both was in their drawers. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, uh, another another reason for Jessica not to get naked. So uh, they took a picture and sent um, 
sent it to to him and uh i mean violet took the picture sent it to him and then she also told him like yeah i got her at my house about to get medieval on their ass you need to get up here so he called andy was like yo they at this house so you need to come up there. And Andy was like, I'm still in Oklahoma. But <laughs> I, he wasn't, but still, he basically was. Because he got that latest shit. Call Vampire Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to get over there with his rainy ass. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, uh, 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 Jason goes to the car. Bridget follows him and hops in the car with him um, to make Hoyt jealous. And plus, she was mad at him. I don't even know if it's to make him jealous, but this is a byproduct. And he was mad. And he tried to apologize. But she hopped in the car with the stranger anyway. Mm-hmm. In a town she's never been to before. Mm-hmm. All heard of was vampires running around. Right. I'm like, does she even know anything about Bon Tonk? You don't hop in strange cars and go to emergencies. That's just rule number one. She don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Violet had Jessica hemmed up and Bridget was coming with Jason. Um, and uh, <laughs> we cut to Fantasia and my favorite part of this scene is that the start of the scene was the back tattoos of the yakuza typical stereotypes <laughs> what Stereo- did they have dragons huge dragon tattoos <laughs> all That's up and down their right. back and they chest you know mm-hmm. yakuza asian dudes that I were love, buff i love the fast and furious cars they show our front the only issue is they keep these cars dingy Mm-hmm. And the, no one drives Fast and Furious on dirt roads in the, the middle of Louisiana. Right. <laughs> what kind of tires they got? Mm-hmm. They drove them all the way up from Texas. Uh, so Mr. Wow. Gus, Mr. Gus is talking to Pam and Eric, the new recently cured Eric. And he said, uh, let me break down uh, what's going to happen here. Because they was like, oh, we got the cure. We can cure everybody now and tell them. And they, he said, oh, hold up, player. When you gonna be telling nobody shit? <laughs> yep. Um, they said, "Well, hold on now, Mister Gus. You know uh, what, what's the plan?" He said, "Now we got the cure. We can make as much of the damn cure as we want to." Yeah, we made the cure hours, days ago. Yeah, yeah. The cure is nothing. We got our blood. That's good. What we trying to do is get the medicine, and by medicine, that's like you know the cough syrup. We want. We don't want to cure you because then you don't have any use for us. Mm-hmm. We want to give you monthly doses of help v cure that you need to keep coming back and paying for um so uh i was like damn you know he broke down capitalism <laughs> it's a bad motherfucker dog i enjoyed that scene <laughs> yep. yeah, him in that country accent in that hat cowboy gus smarter than he looks <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's I saying a lot because that's saying a lot because he's asian and they all look <laughs> they all look pretty smart well they I guess putting the cowboy hat on him took away any anything any thought of me actually thinking he had some intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right. No disrespect to y'all cowboy hat wearers. So uh, now um, they get to Violet's crib. They pull up, and Chase is like, "You just stay in the car." And uh, Bridge is like, "I'm scared." And I'm like, "Oh, now you scared? <laughs> you you was running off with your little hot pants about your man." You you was with him. you was ready to teach him a lesson. I was wondering why Jason didn't send her in first. I was like, look, all right, so you are gonna go in first? I'm gonna be right behind you, okay? Right. They would never expect you to come through there because mm-hmm. she know I'm coming because she the one sent me the word saying I should come. Yeah. He also didn't wait for backup. 
Well, he's back up out of town. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma. Ah! Oklahoma. Three hours away. Kendra's someone getting yeah. the nails and eyebrows done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he could have waited for Kendra. <laughs> Kendra, like, it's raining out. I'm not getting my hair wet. Kendra would have showed up with all types of sass and told uh, <laughs> Jason. Uh, she had attitude. Jason X woman to buy herself and why she need to get rid of that old antique sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> Going down to uh, somewhere else and get her some new toys. Kendra would have left her kids in the car. Oh. Out front. I couldn't get a sitter, Jason. I couldn't get a sitter. Yeah, we was getting, we were just ready to play the fire game. So, uh, oh, yeah. Lord. Uh, so, so Bridget was still like, I'm gonna stay in the car then. And I'm like, so Jason basically about to get Hoyt mama and his woman killed in the same week. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, when she see him, if she just if look if she looked outside and saw that woman in the car, mm-hmm. man, nigga, she would have fucked up him up. She, she would fuck. I mean, her up. Cause she'd have been like, oh, so you got Jessica and you got another woman already, right? Jason, who is this bitch? Who is? Let me sell your dick. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, so um, Jason was uh walking through the house sweeping it. You know, with just police officer tactic skills, mm-hmm. um, which really don't work well on vampires because <laughs> this house came straight out of Resident Evil 2. <laughs> <laughs> like it was mad, like it was knights, uh, armored, like ar- knights armor in there and paintings with eyes that moved. And yeah, I think if you hit, like, pull down a torch, a panel would open up and Scooby Doo would run out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, moving eye pictures. Yeah, like everything about that shit was creepy as fuck. Uh, I don't know who did the interior decorating. Violet? <laughs> Evil ass? Yeah. Like, but I know why she, you know, now I realize why he didn't stay at her crib. <laughs> he was too much of a bitch. Yeah, he was too much of a bitch. He didn't want to give her all the power. Um, uh, I wouldn't stay there either. She got, uh, wooden dicks. She would try to use it on him. Mm hmm. And the worst, most, the scariest part of that, you might like it. <laughs> you know? You never know. She's been around for, Hundreds of years. Yeah, who knows? She, you know, she knows some tricks that you be like, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Uh, so you be leaving Valley House like, am I gay now? <laughs> I don't know what just happened in there. I mean, I did get an erection. Yeah, I mean, I seen it was the best orgasm of my life, but I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, Lord. How, how can I ever be a warrior after this? Um, so yeah, uh, he, she basically used her superpowers to slide up behind him. And beat the living shit out of him. It was like what I imagined happened in Tiger Woods' house when she checked that phone. God damn. You think somebody sent Elon a picture in a video of Tiger? Probably. Like she, like I feel like she password broke Tiger phone and then pandemonium ensued. Hey man, and that's what happened. Tiger got that 1 a.m. wake up like Mike did. Yep. <laughs> like we need to talk. Now that's an inside comment. You guys don't know Mike, but yeah, she he got the the. Can I ask you something? <laughs> like he got that joint, man. She threw his ass like up against the wall. She did everything but dribble him and duck him into a basketball goal. <laughs> and she was moving so fast, man. Like it was one of those situations where I'm like, and this is why you don't provoke the part. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> but what yeah, did she, he have on? What yeah. was he wearing? But she tied him up, like, put a gag in his mouth. <laughs> he liked that part. Tied him to a cross. Like, she had him hemmed up within, like, 13 seconds. 
He didn't even have a chance to look around the room and see everybody else was already tied up to a cross. He couldn't even beg. She didn't leave his mouth open enough, long enough for him to be like, baby, please. It was just zoom, zoom. Oh, yeah, see, this is what I'm about to do to you. So then Violet, uh, after she got look, done looking through his Facebook statuses, um, yeah. to see, see what was really going on, see what his relationship said. Uh, she was like, um, so I got the kids and they all tied up. I got your white bitch. She tied up. And I'm about to get medieval on y'all. It's time to get to torturing. And she was going down like the order she was going to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, um, first I'm going to start with the boy so that uh, the girl, uh, Ad- Adeline, can watch him die. And then I'm going to eat her. Then I'm going to start torturing Jessica. Jessica, you was a virgin when you was made. So that means every time you have sex, you got to pop your hymen again. Uh, well, I'm about to take a iron, uh, uh, heated dildo that I've been putting in the fire and fuck you with it, uh, all day, every day. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. And she was, it was weird, though, because she was holding it kind of close to Jason. <laughs> and I was like, is she going to fuck him with it, too? Or, <laughs> you know, like, it was just weird. I, I didn't know you could do dildos like you do hot cones. Yeah, she had a hot cone dildo, Yeah, she did. And it was like burning red hot. And then she just dropped it on the floor. And I was like. The hell was back <laughs> Yeah, I kept thinking like, are you doing all this just because you got cheated on? This seems like extreme reaction. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she's like, crazy. You never know the response of crazy. Uh, I mean, I got to give her props. Her career was immaculately interior decorated. But <laughs> once you pull out a red hot deal, though, that's a deal breaker for, for your boy. I'm out. I don't blame you. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, she could even smell the virgin on Jessica. I mean, she was good. She's been around for uh, some time, though. So then, uh, right when she was talking about all the shit she was going to do, uh, she got shot and exploded. <laughs> By Hoyt. Here, here's the problem with this. The logic on this show has taken such a turn. You can only exploit a vampire by shooting them directly in the heart, which is extremely unlikely. Unless you have a special type of gun, a special type of bullets, which nobody seems to be having or addressing. So this is like the third or fourth time this season where someone has just been such a great crack shot. They shot a vampire in the heart such a and killed him with one shot. Yep. And it wasn't like she even exploded immediately. It's like she took a second, looked down, like, no, and then she splashed out, you know. And uh it's really... Like, they just don't give a fuck about all the mythology they set up before this. Why? Why should they? Why should they have to? <laughs> Nobody's holding them accountable. I am. <laughs> so, uh. It yeah. is frustrating. The person that shot her was Hoyt. So apparently, in addition to being the illest pimp in Alaska. <laughs> uh, That's that nigga. <laughs> that nigga Hoyt. <laughs> That's that nigga. Hoyt dog. <laughs> is that the illest pimp in Alaska? Yeah. Hoyt is naive. Showed up with his gun, beasting, one hitter quitter, saved the day, uh, had his pretty young biatch by his side, and uh, then he was like, uh, let me get everybody untied and stuff. Um, save Jason first. Save Jason, his homie. Not his woman. Mm-hmm. Not the redhead he was listening about. Yep. Jason. But, but Jason. Was this woman even in there, though? I think his woman was still in the car. She came in with, after him, right? Because she, she almost, like, slid in the blood, basically. Like, oh, what's, what's this? It was and he held her was like, listen, baby, 
it's me, Hoyt Dog. <laughs> she was like, oh, baby, I don't know why I was mad at you. You said, that's right, bitch. I now I'm about to go holler at this redhead. <laughs> and that's the thing. If she was in the car, why didn't he just go out the car and leave? Why even go mm-hmm. in that house? I came for my woman. She outside. He's, I can he's, leave. Because he's a new, improved Hoyt Dog. The new Hoyt Dog don't leave a man behind. He smelled the danger. He got nothing to fear but fear itself. So he showed up with a gun and he took care of the situation. I thought he was a pavement expert. He was <laughs> before he went to Alaska. Um, so yeah, he, uh, saved the day. Everybody got, you know, taken down from the chains and stuff. Jessica was acting real goofy cause she had silver chains. Um, and then, um, you know, we cut back to. Can a vampire use silver chains on you? Cause doesn't it hurt their hand? Maybe she was wearing gloves. I don't know. <laughs> But then we cut to my favorite scene of the show. The goddamn Ike Turner household. We go back <laughs> to Letty Mae before she was Daniels. Uh, Letty Mae is in the kitchen with her abuser and he was talking, uh, talking that noise about how he was going to fuck her up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, my girl Tara went. And she was still a little kid. And she went and found a gun. He was looking was, for the gun. And she had hid it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was probably going to kill her or go out and do something with it. She she went and found a gun. And she had a chance to kill him right then and there. While he was abusing their mama. Or her mama. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just a little kid. And she couldn't do it. Which makes sense. Yeah. That she's a child, yes. So ever since Tara died, she's basically been mute. But then she finally spoke. <laughs> right. Because before she was singing Michael Jackson's Mama Say Mama Simon Michael song. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told her mama that she was sorry, man, and forgive her. And that it was her fault that she didn't pull the trigger. And the lip acting was <laughs> overflowing. <laughs> lip acting was everywhere. Tara Lips was acting. And then letting May hit her with that reciprocal lip action back to her, but she upped it like times two. It was a little piece of drool in the corner of her, in the corner of her mouth. Just <laughs> it got a, real. And it never dropped. Just a little moistness right, right. there. Just it, what, <laughs> and it never dropped. And she didn't like drool. She didn't like, it didn't come off her chin. It just hung in the air like a, like a slow motion jump shot. <laughs> she was flying that. She was sitting that lip acting back at Tara and then Tara up the lip acting again. Then they cut to the background and, uh, and, and, and Lafayette and Reverend Nails is in the back and they lips was acting. <laughs> then they showed the little family out to the corner and they lips was acting. They didn't even have no lines. <laughs> yep. They was just lip acting. Everybody it was amazing. Lip acting. It was, a, it was the most spectacular. It was the blackest scene in, in HBO history, I dare say, even counting the wire. <laughs> <laughs> it has never been a scene on HBO TV that has ever been blacker than the lip acting in this five-minute scene. I had to rewind it. If she don't get the Emmy for Best Supporting Actress, then, then nobody's Emmy is worth a damn. Nobody. <laughs> nobody's. Period. That makes sense, man. It I was... will write and vote this shit. That was a great scene, man. Man, she hit that lip acting on them, dog. And then she started crying. Man, I was about to cry in the house, man. Like, that shit got 
that shit got serious. It got real up in my. Oh, I was in here like it was deep. As much as I hate this show, I'm about to be crying like a bitch. They flashed the pastor. He was over there about to cry. Mm-hmm. Lafayette standing there crying. Yo, oh, and by the way, I meant to mention Young Lafayette. Yeah, was trail too. He was trail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just a great scene for all of them. That, that I'm telling you, they went. The union went and they was like, "Look, I give a fuck what y'all do. We gonna act." Ship the show could have ended right there. Honestly, <laughs> Yo, they I didn't really care about the rest. They could have faded to black right there. Mm-hmm. They found the gun. Uh, that's what they was looking for. It was buried in the yard because young Tara had went and buried the gun in the yard where she didn't pull the trigger so that at least he couldn't find a gun. And then he left them forever. And her lip acting in that scene where he left, yep. when she was so down and destitute and lacking confidence that she begged his anxious ass to come back after he had hit her. <laughs> yep. And he hopped in that car and was like, bitch, I'm out. What I'm supposed to do now? Yeah, I'm going to get cigarettes. What and are we supposed to do? She was now? like, when you coming back? He said, never, bitch, never. And drove off. <laughs> and she was like, no, what is we going to do? What is we going to do? Damn, 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 Tara. And lips was shaking everywhere. And I said, this motherfucker is a beast with this acting, dog. I don't even know what else she's in. I don't know nothing else she's in either. But I'm I'm on it from this point on. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm going to go find what else she in. Cause her lip acting was so damn good, man. I, man, I'm telling you, dog, that whole scene was so emotional. Um, uh, so John, so Joe from her uh, whiskey wine moonshine said lip kegels for weeks to get to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crew, everybody lip quivering. Man, it, I loved it, man. It, 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 it concluded. Mm-hmm. Like it gave closure to Tara, them as a family. And I hate it cause they might not show them again. I don't care. The show ended for me that scene. I don't really care about these white But people. I need them. Like, I've met two more episodes of, of the rest of them characters. The show is over. If anybody <laughs> asks me about this shit, I'll be like, yeah, it ended <laughs> season seven, episode eight. <laughs> I remember. I remember the I scene. I checked out. It was lip acting, and I said, it's never going to be better than this. Um, But, yeah, she brought me to tears with that lip acting, dog. She was good, man. They was reconciling the fuck out of them emotions, bro. <laughs> they was like, everybody got closure that day because it made so much sense. Like it explained why she hated Tara all her life. It explained why Tara hated her. Yep. And it explained like why Tara was so angry. Why she was a junkie. Why she was on drugs. Like it explained, and it also really made the last two seasons makes so much sense for Letty Mae as a character because she has been trying to like make it up the best she can with Tara, but she's fucked up. Yep. So, so like it makes sense that like, she don't really know how to emotionally like reconcile. And if it wasn't for Reverend Daniels, she would have never got that. Yep. Like he really did change her life. Oh man. And then, you know, the best part of the scene, bro. When she, when it was, when they got closure, everybody lips stopped, stopped quivering at the same time. <laughs> everybody like, lips was, scene. everybody lips was like, and we have closure. And they just went to the next scene, man. <sighs> that was so good. I hate that we even got to keep talking. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can end the episode right now. Uh, Andy arrived late as hell at Violet House. Late as fuck. Um, got saved the kids. Looking for vampire bill and shit. Yeah. 
by the way i don't know who picked out the kids outfits but like why didn't they pick out something better out of her closet she dead <laughs> like who gets her house now I don't, I don't even understand what happened there they was like let's get some big ass jogging pants I'm like go go in there and get you a nice dress fuck her yeah they need to get they need to be looking at some of them antique valuables she got in there yeah she was gonna rape y'all with hot dildos man you better steal all the xbox ones in that bitch i'm sure she got gold ah! gold in there no silver but i'm sure well she might have some silver because she freaky she had jessica hemmed up with that silver uh so uh hoyt was uh being all pimping she went to go check on jessica while jason was talking to his boo to uh bridget um and uh i thought jessica for a second was like gonna unglamour him or something i don't know if you can but she had this look like who is this this new hoy <laughs> yep. you know this new hoy kind of mm, he like new coke i might have to try him um and uh i can't remember no this wasn't the scene okay yeah so that was like she basically got a glimmer in her eye for hoy and uh you know, Jason and Bridget got, you know, like they did, they weren't doing any flirting or anything, but they were, you know, kind of chilling. And, uh, I think that was all that happened in that scene. Uh, Bill was sleeping next to Suggy. Vane's looking like the Spider-Man costume. Uh, when Eric showed up at the door, like ding dong. And, uh, Suggy was like, damn, you looking good. I said, that's right. I got that help V cure, baby. I'm, I'm good. I'm free. I just want to let you know I'm okay. And she was like, you got that hell Vitor. Well, can you give Bill some? And he was like, uh, it's a secret. Can't tell nobody about it. She's <laughs> like, you got to give Bill some. He was like, sorry. That's too bad. Well, she, you know, then I, she was like, please, he got super help V. It's my blood. It's killing him faster. He said, all right, cool. I will look into it. I'll come back tomorrow. She's like, tomorrow not soon enough. He's like, bitch, I'll come back tomorrow. I'm going to be up there myself. He's like, stay your ass here. And he ran off. But uh, he did have this look in his eyes like maybe he was trying to fuck. But then when she said all that stuff about Bill, he was like, bye, bitch. <laughs> yep, always always bringing up Bill ass. Yeah, he's like, what that got to do with my dick? Like, he about to die. I'm cured. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, she, and then she told him, like, I remember the second that the glimmer went out of his eye when she said, I gave him help, V. He was like, ooh, bitch, you burning? Bye. <laughs> mm, good luck to y'all. All right. <laughs> Um, so now Jason and, uh, Jessica sat in the car and they had this long conversation about were they in love with each other or not. And, uh, he said he need to stop making bad decisions. And she was like, like having sex with me, I'm sorry. He was like, no, that was one of the best decisions I've made. I like you a lot. I love you except for that time that, you know, I almost got you killed four times. Um, not four times. Yeah. And I was like, you know, yeah, remember he had, he had her hemmed up with, um, Every, all the other vampires at the training camp. Oh, mm-hmm. did he play that jagged edge? Wow, let's get married. He shot her before. <laughs> uh, he did a lot. Um, so I guess they're trying to force Jason and Jessica as a thing now. And I was like, I just hope Hoyt get his memories back and kill both of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, he couldn't figure out what the feeling was that he had towards her. He, he said, I feel like when we're together, we're in a room of bubbles. And I was like, my bubbles. infatuation, love, like learn some words, nigga, <laughs> a room of bubbles, you simple motherfucker. Um, so Suggy turned her white privilege on during the middle of the day and rolled up to Fantasia where the Yakuza were at with, uh, Eric and, uh, Pam. 
even though he told us to stay away. Yep, and they was talking Japanese and shit like, you know, who, what's going on with you? You need to go. And they, these niggas had guns in broad daylight. Like, they had Uzis. Huh? They from Texas. Who's going to stop them? I mean, Kendra's supposed to be still on the clock. I mean, I guess Kendra must have <laughs> took some time off. Hey, Kendra said. Yeah, three, three person police department? I don't think so. Kendra on her break, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. a permanent break. She's still clocked in, though. She's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, she out here trying to fight no real crime. So <laughs> she, she rolled up the Fantasia and said, uh, you must not know about me. I'm white privilege. And they said, uh, you know, no, your ass can't come in. She's like, look, I know Eric and shit. They was like, all right, fine. Come on in. Mm-hmm. So they brought her in. And um, I was like, she gonna fuck everything up. Yep. And Eric, she never told him. Eric's face said everything, which was goddamn it, Suki. <laughs> Always in over her head. I blame him. Yeah, he should never. Why told he, yeah, why he even go to tell her? Mm-hmm. He, um, he should have just been like, none of your business, bitch. I'm out. Right. Why are you asking all these questions? We fucking or not? Oh, you, right. ooh, ooh, you got oh, to help you me. got to help. Oh. Never, never mind. Oh, I just remembered. Oh, I got something to do. I was supposed to be somewhere. Actually, I still got help. You just make up. Uh, don't ask no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give him this. Eric is forever quick on his feet with these lies. <laughs> they asked who she was and if he knew her. And he said, yeah, I know her. Because I be knocking the dust off that pussy every <laughs> night, nigga. When I wants to. Because that's how I get down as a vampire man. She is just a groupie. She don't mean shit. Yep. And then Mr. Gus is like, oh, cool. Let's kill this bitch. And he's like, hold up, player. Hold up. Can't just be killing her. Uh, her brother's a deputy. And last time she went and dis- disappeared, he was going around everybody's house trying to find her, knocking down hell and earth. So uh, don't do it. And Pam, like a true, true G, sat there and she ain't say shit. Mm-hmm. Most people be trying to help with the situation. Pam was like, eh, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm Cause Cause y'all figure this. that out. No, no, no. Here's what, here's what, why that happened. Pam don't like Suki. <laughs> so she was, she was really sitting there like, I hope this turns into a situation where Suki dies. <laughs> That's all that was, dog. Like real talk. He was, she was really sitting up there like, please let my d- dreams come true <laughs> and let these Yakuza's put a fucking sword through her chest and end everything. And finally kill her. Right. Pam does not like her or the hold she has over Eric. And so Eric was like, I'm going to glamour her so she'll forget all this. But if I'm not mistaken, Suki can't be glamoured, right? No, she probably can't. Well, you know what? With this show, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I don't know the rules anymore. I, Eric probably tried to save her, too, because he knows she still got that fairy blood. And Eric right. knows he got the cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he, he basically was like, uh, let me... Um, Oh, somebody on Twitter just said Kendra's dead. She got she died during the raid on Fantasia. So, all right, well, I miss Kendra. Um, but yeah, so uh, she was like, uh, you know, he, uh, Eric was like, I'm gonna glamour her, and Suki was reading the minds of Mister Gus, and Mister Gus was basically saying, I don't trust Eric, and he better not fuck this deal up. Which is weird though, because do we need her mind reading to know that? <laughs> like right. that's Gus, Mr. Gus be saying it like it is. He be saying that shit out loud. Like Northman, you better not fuck this up. I'm like, damn, these niggas forgetting who the real vampires is. But uh, okay, uh, if I guess what I don't understand is if Eric is 
a vampire now he's healthy and the yakuza are just people why he don't kill him why wouldn't he just kill him like i don't like they must have some something that they're hiding some is there's got to be a reason he can't just fuck them up because it seemed like he would just eric doesn't like people just telling him what to do and shit yeah why hasn't he gone to whatever country the yakuza are from and kill the head dude and keep it moving yeah so uh anyway uh mr gus sat him back down and was like she better not fuck this up and y'all better not be lying to me and you know he was giving Suki code which was kind of obvious i don't know how mr gus didn't pick up on it because <laughs> it was all like uh i will come give you the dick when i am ready to get it and you need to stay at your home until i can get to the dick and bring it to you the dick is downstairs in the basement <laughs> and uh she basically heard gus's thoughts say that uh what we have in the basement so she drove uh she got in the car and left um hoyt went down to merlots which currently uh makes him the customer of the week because he's been there twice <laughs> ah, he didn't die ain't nobody else going there. nobody else going in there it's just hoyt and uh my man jason was in there eating and shit and uh he's like god damn what y'all do to these whatever he was eating <laughs> and he said y'all change up the fries or some shit and he was like uh arlene was like big john you change up them fries he's like i ain't change up shit bitch she's like okay then and <laughs> jason was like damn these fries good Thank you. Yeah. Was high. he's like them black people know how to make some fries i think he was uh it was supposed to symbolize how he's in love with jessica now and everything is fresh and new um so uh they had a long conversation about jessica and hoyt said he couldn't get her out of his mind and jason just had a kind of like oh shit i hope you're not remembering but it turns out hoyt just was infatuated with her somehow um because the glamour thing doesn't last forever does it seem like it ought to i think it does kind of trickle in there a little bit i think it does i mean we haven't have we ever had proof on the show that it doesn't they, they, those people they normally glamour they get rid of. Yeah, something normally happens to them. Um, uh, but you know what? It has to last forever because remember, um, Pam glamoured old girl that came up with the idea for Fantasia and she never realized it. <laughs> Ginger. Yep. Um, and that was what years and shit. So, um, um, you know, Hoyt was bringing up all this shit. So, uh, anyway, they cut to uh, Suki driving and she did a u-turn and went back to fantasia and i said this bitch gonna get everybody killed trying, <laughs> trying to be fast she always trying he said he would bring you the cure in not so many words yep <clears throat> like do you doubt his word or do you just like you just can't help yourself uh you you said at the beginning of, of the season sick is a white woman that wants what she wants when she wants it yep fuck everybody else yeah and all her plans kill somebody else people dying around her all the time she talking about some goddamn hope everybody need to have <laughs> hope you don't hang around me that's what i hope ah. uh so jessica was talking all that stuff about loving jason uh and uh hoyt came to her house uh, to bill's house knocked on the door and uh she got wet as fuck immediately mm -hmm. uh she was like come on in and she like was trying to do her hair right and uh took her panties off had mm -hmm. a, just had a robe on spray a little axe body spray on her vagina like she was trying to get get right axe. 
and uh that was when uh hoyt came in and uh she was you know and they're like so did you come by for um, any pussy in particular anything like that he was like no nah, i just want to i was thinking about vampire bill and i realized that you guys need some fresh blood and you shouldn't be worried about that so i went and gave blood and mine is clean and he can drink some and you should be fine you take care of him and uh she was like even wetter than before and uh she tried to offer him you know like uh, in a not so many words like you know would you like to partake in anything else and he was like no nah, gotta get back to my woman see and and women not used to that she used to provoking somebody into going upside her head like jason trying to kill mm-hmm. her and shit like yep. that and it'd be her fault yep. and hit her with that kindness and just, just instant, instant witness yep he's just a genuine nice guy he wasn't coming in to fuck her he wasn't coming to cheat on his woman uh, you know, although there was sparks kind of flying a little bit. Mm-hmm. She kept and, throwing on the pussy. Yep. And Hoy left. He went home back to his woman. Um, and I was like, you know what? Good for him. Jessica wasn't with Hoy shooting at the gym. <laughs> yep. You know, you know, like he shouldn't even be, uh, like in my opinion, I don't even, I wish he hadn't even brought the blood over there. <laughs> Cause that's, it feels a little too much like old Hoy, the simping. <laughs> yep. Too nice. <laughs> too nice. Yeah. Uh, and Hoyt was talking about how he lost his parents and that losing, uh, you know, her, her master, uh, Bill would feel like, you know, that kind of, I was like, does Jessica even miss her real parents? <laughs> does she even remember them? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like, like most women, the second you don't want them, they, they like you. <laughs> yep. The second you be like, well, actually, I just got married. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna suck your dick yesterday. Oh, <laughs> why didn't you call me before you got married? Oh, I would have sucked your dick all day. Yep. Oh, well. All them times you was leaving thirsty messages on my pictures. Right. And I was clowning you. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Suki used her light powers to break into the basement of Fantasia. Fantasia, mm-hmm. man, motherfuckers! What is the problem? What is going on? What are the rules? There's no rules. She lost her powers with Merlo. It was like if you use it one more time, you can't never use your light again. How is she still using the light? That was the whole fucking plot of that season. She <laughs> shot the light out of her so she couldn't have powers at the end, and now she got powers again. The fuck the fuck and they fixed that wall fast as hell yeah god damn so uh yeah man um apparently yeah and author you know nina that comes on the show every once in a while i think she's scared to come on through true blood though but uh she kind of like she was um she, i was like you know this shit doesn't make any sense and she said see she still got a fairy light and i said there are no rules <laughs> yep Cause that, like, this was a thing. Like, it's not, like, I know of either a fan or I brought up the fact that I didn't know if she had her powers anymore. It's not our fault. The show just changes whenever they feel like it. Nope, she got the powers back, y'all. Don't worry about it. Yep, like, Bill fucked the powers back into her. Cause I remember asking, like, why can she read minds again? Cause that, like, are those two powers unrelated? Did that ever go away? Like, when she was trying to lose her abilities, you know? Um, but anyway. So, uh, Suki said to, when she found out what was in the basement, which was Sarah Newland, aka Numi, she said, even as a cure, you're still the fucking problem. And I said, that's how I feel about you, motherfucker! <laughs> you are the problem! <laughs> you are the goddamn problem. Um, so we got another bill 
flashback. Um, uh, for some reason, I, I think it was like pregnant baby, and then he looked in there, and the baby was gone. I thought Suki was holding the baby. Else. It looked like Suki, didn't it? Like I don't know if it's supposed to be his ex-wife or his old wife, or if that was, it looked like Suki to me. And he looked down, and that's why I said, was it a flashback? Because it looked like Suki had the baby, and he looked in there, and there was no baby in the swaddling cloths. It was just a fucking like black hole. Right. All the all the more they they almost made me hate flashbacks again. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like they're trying to make you hate flashbacks on anything else you watch for the rest of your life. Yep. Because of them. So she went and woke uh Bill up and said, Come on down to the uh to Fantasia. I got I got the cure for you. And he showed up. He didn't want she didn't warn him like, look, it's dangerous, the Yakuza here, like we gotta be quick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Eric Cause, up there cause you know they, what? They might kill them. Why why worry him any further? He like he about to drop dead anyway. Just be careful. Like at least warn him to be careful. We I'm surprised look. he didn't fall down the stairs and die. Like honestly, <laughs> ah! it's a miracle he made it there in the first place. Um, yeah, because he does not have that magic where he can live forever. He was looking like Kevin Garnett on the Nets, just <laughs> hobbling, all all fucked up and crippled and shit. Um, my favorite part of the scene was when Sarah Newland started trying to talk her way out of it, and Eric said, "Quiet antidote." When Sarah was yelling, she's like, oh, oh, he's like, he grabbed her. was like, quiet, antidote. <laughs> and I was like, Eric back. He he cured. Now he's talking that shit. He catching up slowly with Charlotte. He- mm-hmm. And uh, all I kept thinking was, please don't let the cure work. I want to be able to die. And that's when he pulled a even dumber move than what I was hoping would happen. He said he don't want the cure, dog. He don't want the blood. <laughs> He just turned and looked directly at the fucking camera <laughs> and said, I don't want the blood. And I said, fuck this show. <laughs> fuck this entire fucking show, man. And this is the best show that they may have done in seasons. <laughs> fuck this whole episode because of that line. What does that even mean? You don't want the fucking kill. The whole fucking point was for you to get killed, motherfucker. God damn. How you gonna turn it down? You got the easy E help V. You don't have time. It moves quick. That's that Magic Johnson. I thought the nigga was gonna decompose as he was thinking about biting her. Like he really looked at her and was like, uh, should I, uh, let me see, uh, I'm watching my diet and try, blood is high protein, but, uh, carbs uh what have you had to eat lately uh the can i see uh can i see the ingredients on the side of this is uh, it gluten free okay it looks like a 75 percent white woman 25 percent <laughs> like i was man i was so goddamn disappointed man <laughs> it looked around for the health inspector grade yeah <laughs> like oh i don't see y'all grade posted on the wall and, I, and you know that when they come back it's not gonna even be some like oh uh i don't want to live it's gonna be some like weird like they stopped at a comma in the sentence where it's gonna be like, I don't want the blood. I want the cure. Or something, you know, like something stupid where you like, nigga, just drink the blood. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> drink the fucking blood. I don't want the blood. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to kill everybody. Listen, that starts by you drinking, taking a sip, okay? <laughs> yep. Let's start with you getting one sip and then we work on these future plans you got and shit. You could be the spokesperson. Yeah. You go, oh, goddamn. So, yeah, um, the best news about this episode was that when it ended, it said, only two episodes left. And I said, <laughs> thank God. 
what a terrible show. I, I put some pictures up of Adino. Uh Lady May. Uh oh in the chat room. Yep. All uh, right, let me uh I Oh, think, hold up. She got junk? I th- I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Hold up. She sure does. What is going on in this yellow dress, ma'am? I didn't know she had no uh, junk in her trunk like this. Trip Blood is not doing her any justice. No, because she be dressed up like Grandma. Mm. She's like a completely different character. Hello. Don't she do. Oh, she looks beautiful. Hello. How are <laughs> you doing? That dress is everything. Young. Mm-hmm. That that was young. That was young. Why is she um, doing some, some hip acting? That was young lady made when you was like, hey, boo. Yeah. Man. And then uh, there's a picture of her dressed up. Man, what? She was hiding all this? Man, see, that's why them church women, man, you got to fuck with them, dog. They be hiding all that shit in them dresses. You don't have no fucking idea. <laughs> that's why the pastor mm-hmm. That's why the pastor tried to crack. Look at that. Mm. Pastor said, I ain't giving this up. Y'all don't know what's up under this dress. Mm-hmm. Lord, forgive me, but I have ah! seen it. <laughs> Titties all snuggled up together like they ready to be tucked in for the night. Y'all better start praying with these church women. Damn, yo, man, they make they must like they do fuck a lot her. of work to dumb. They must fuck her makeup so bad on purpose, right? To make her look cracked out. That's got like them makeup people deserve an award, dog. Like, <laughs> right? They doing some Walking Dead shit to make Letty May look like a crackhead, dog. She look good. Yep. Damn. And I'll, can you believe she was on the, the um, newsroom on HBO? Mm-hmm. At the same time, she was doing True Blood. I did not know that, but no. I will be watching the news. I never wanted to watch the newsroom until this. <laughs> Me either, but yeah, but she, I'll be watching it now. Let it make you come visit Charlotte. She really should, man. She should come be on the show. Uh, let's talk about it. <laughs> do some lip acting. Maybe she could teach us. She could do like a lip acting seminar. Teach us how to do the lip quivers and stuff, and like what the secret is. Um, uh, she probably you think she use like weights. Listen, let it may hide in something in her trunk like Pam Oliver was hiding. Mm-hmm. Like, you just didn't know, man. I didn't. Man, them damn church dresses, man. They're the goddamn devil. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they designed to take away all the curves. And, and that is why let it may school of lip acting has been around for many, many decades. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And will continue to thrive. Yeah. Because uh, it helps like those. <sighs> um. All right, man. We got regular news articles to talk about and shit. Um, so anonymous, um, the, uh, organization that is like, uh, uh, they're like hacking activists. I think they go by hacktivists. They hate black people. They do. I'm asking. Uh, uh no, don't nah. say shit like that, please. Uh, uh yeah. Cause we want to keep the show up. Yeah. We will actually like to continue to make money. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't fuck around. No, nope. they shut people Dirty. down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're breaking the banks. No that's... disrespect to y'all hating black people. Yeah, my um, my uh, there's a podcast that had their website taken down because <laughs> oh shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite, the website I used to go to s o h h dot com. Uh, they got hacked by them and it fucked them up forever. Like they, it took months just to get back online. But should you even be covering the story then? I mean, yeah, we can talk about it because yeah. I ain't talking shit. But, no, no. you know, we start saying shit like they hate black people. Um, trying was, to, it was a question. Try to stay away from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Anonymous backs off his death threat, his threat to uh, docs, which uh, docs, I think, means they uh, expose, like, all your secret shit, like, you know, your emails and, and pictures. And, yeah, they, they did it in the, uh, 
Steubenville case. And that's actually how they found like two other people that got involved that were adults. Uh, but they sent out this video, which is kind of scary. The 18-year-old male victim had no weapon on him, and he had his hands up in the air, but was still shot by police multiple times. Greetings, world. We are Anonymous. On August 9th in Ferguson, Missouri, the 17-year-old and unarmed Mike Brown was shot several times and killed by an officer of the Ferguson Police Department. His body was left to lie in a pool of blood in the sweltering heat for hours while 15 police departments militarized the area against protesters, sealed the roads leading to Ferguson in a vain attempt to prevent protesters from reaching the city. The police has clearly crossed a line in the sand. For this reason Anonymous will not be satisfied this time, as we have in the past, with simply obtaining justice for this young man and his family. Anonymous demands that the congressional representatives and senators from Missouri introduce legislation entitled Mike Brown's Law, that will set strict national standards for police conduct and misbehavior in the USA. To the good people of Ferguson, take heart, and take your streets. You are not alone. We will support you in every way possible. Occupy every square inch of your city. Demand justice. Staying silent today could result in the death of your kid tomorrow. To the Ferguson Police Department and any other jurisdictions who are deployed to the protests, we are watching you very closely. If you abuse, harass, or harm in any way the protesters in Ferguson we will take every web-based asset of your departments and governments offline. That is not a threat. It is a promise. Attacking the protesters will result in the... Some people were reporting that they did that already. Like they took oh, down yeah, they, a lot of the police, uh, like internet and all that they shit. They don't be fucking around. And everybody be joking about the strain when he went to that woman talking about shut the internet down. Yeah. Release of personal information on every single member of the Ferguson Police Department, as well as any other jurisdiction that participates in the abuse of this state's own law. We will seize all your databases and emails pools and dump them on the internet. This is your first and last warning. The time has come for more than simple justice for these atrocities. The time has come to draw a line in the sand. The time has come to bring those to justice. Who serve to protect us, not kill us, until justice prevails. Hack and protest will replace it. Operation Ferguson engaged. We are anonymous. We are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Ferguson, expect us. Uh, sometimes you do need people to do the shit that, uh, you know, other people can't do. Like I said, they, they exposed a lot of the Steubenville shit, um, mm. uh, that people wouldn't have known about. And it was like teachers that had like pictures of students and their cell phones, like naked pictures and shit. Like, oh, they put all that shit on a blog and like put, you know, put the motherfuckers out there, dog. Hey man, this, <clears throat> that right there, what? I mean... They like the hackers from Live Free or Die Hard. Right. From, uh, like, yeah, they trying to, they, they can shut shit down. That's yeah, a 2014, they, like, real, like, this is a new age type threat. But right. I like, and I love that they, I don't know what the other podcast is doing, but currently they're using their powers for um, good. Like, especially with Steubenville and with this situation. Mm-hmm. They're using it in attempts to bring, to bring justice, which is, which is great. 
amid amid street unrest and massive police action in ferguson today anonymous hashtag op ferguson campaign took a serious turn when the hacktivists addressed the police department's reluctance to swiftly end the specific police officer i mean identified a specific police officer who had shot brown 18 repeatedly as he held his arms up in the middle of ferguson, uh, ferguson street Media outlets, activists, and Brown's family attorneys immediately called foul on the police department for not identifying that shooter who could face civil or criminal action for his role in Brown's death. In solidarity, one anonymous account made a specific threat tied to the release of that information. John Belmar, that's the police chief, I believe. If you don't release the officer's name, we're releasing your daughter's info. You have one hour. Hashtag Ferguson. Retweet so he sees it. Uh, 30 minutes. Somebody better tell him. Hashtag Ferguson. He ain't doing a countdown. The threats, however, brought a swift backlash from other Twitter users who failed to see the fairness and potentially exposed the Chief Belmar's daughter to scrutiny. Uh, uh, that's because also, you know, a lot of this stuff is political. You got a lot of people that are activists on this, a lot of people on the left, and they really take some of this shit seriously. Where even if you're going to use a tactic like this, which is, you know, kind of what Anonymous does, they they don't pull their punches. Mm -mm. Um, those people, you'll lose those people in the argument because they're going to be like, no, don't do this. This isn't the right way to do it. Say, why? What is, what's his daughter got to do with this? Uh, that's a fucking cowardly, that's fucking cowardly, bro. Fucking low. Uh, said another anonymous person, I believe. Uh, this is not okay. I don't care. Stop the violence and bloodshed. Ferguson should release his name, but this is just wrong and pathetic. Uh, that's a bullshit argument. Leave the person's daughter out of it. Uh, um so a lot of people spoke out about it uh other users purporting to be connected with anonymous which is not an organized group were not united in support of hashtag at the i mean at the anon messages tactics uh so uh a reader informed them that anon relations is known in the community as an anti-anonymous troll account oh, okay so that person anon relations responded but apparently that's anti-anonymous person anyway <laughs> uh but masquerading as anonymous i guess um so uh apparently they convinced a non-message to rethink his strategy it said we have recognized that releasing vital information on belmar's family is damaging to the overall message of justice for mike brown we will therefore cease in, re- in releasing any more information on belmar's family we will continue to demand the release of the officer's name we recognize that John Belmar, Belmar has had enough damage done to him we will save the rest of our energy for the true perpetrator we cannot be responsible for jeopardizing the investigation or demoralizing the movement. John, I hope you learn your lesson. Hashtag Ferguson. Damn. That's scary, dog. Anytime, like, they, mm-hmm. they just pop up and be like, Ryan, we talking about you. It's like, I know everybody's butthole get tight as shit. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because. Not me, please. Because us, our, they probably already had the information. And they was just like, I'll just release it. Like, mm-hmm. this, it's, it's like, they're one of those groups where, to an extent, because everything about our lives is digital nowadays. I think people underestimate that. Where you live, your home, your address, everything about you. All you got to do is tap into the right system. And you know every medication I've t- taken every time I've been to the doctor and all that stuff. So if you know what you're doing, you basically can release anything about anybody. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what's crazy, though, man, is that now I'm not saying I'm for them releasing the information of someone who's not involved. Mm-hmm. However... When you're in a fight, I don't know that there are rules in a fight. And if you engage me in a fight, I don't know that your well, your, your code of, of ethics and rules during mm-hmm. a fight might not be mine. 
Yeah, that's my thing. Everybody has different rules. Yes, yep. they do. People don't like talking about that shit, but it's the truth, you know? It's like, uh, that's why I don't think a lot of these people, they're in over their heads on the internet with all this anger and shit, because they got all these rules, and all you have to do is, like, come at them hard, and they will drop it, you know? like Because it's not that really that important to them if you really press it hard enough. Yeah, like, there's, like, I'll see people that are like, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to talk bad about this person, but... You have all these rules. You can't call them certain names. You can't threaten them. You can't, uh, you know, um, you know, if you say something and one of your friends is in that group or whatever, then they don't like it. Yeah. Can't be misogynist. Can't be sexist. They don't have be... those rules, so they they yeah. like anything goes. And they know how to hurt your feelings. So right. you know, a lot of times people just don't give a fuck. So. And if you do violate your rules, your friends hold you to it and all this shit. Like, it's different. And nah, I don't, they don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. They will fuck your shit up and just be like, well, that's what had happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, is it illegal to put a picture of a 14-year-old titty out there on the internet? It is. But it's also illegal for you to have a picture of it. Take this nigga to jail. Yep. Because you ain't going to find us. Yep. And it's also illegal to uh, shoot people uh, <laughs> for for shoplifting. Yeah. Or well, anything. If, Man, there's so much misinformation. I don't even know if he was shoplifting. Yep. You know what I mean? From right. my understanding, it, they, the people are saying it was um, uh, another crime, like a gun, like a uh, they were investigating a shooting according to the police. Who you know, who knows what that means? Investigated shooting could mean just I saw two brothers walking down the street, <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. it was supposedly two of them and. Um, Michael Brown's the one that got shot. They haven't even released a name or information about a second person. Like, so much of this shit just seems like they're covering their ass. They're not coming out with the truth. Right. They're not. They don't, like, uh, they were supposed to release this person's name. It's seven o'clock. I still don't know the guy's, the shooter's name. Still don't know the cop's name. Like, I don't, you know, and maybe part of this is because I've backed off of the shit. One, there's a ton of misinformation. I keep seeing people tweet. Right. And then five seconds later, they tweet like, uh, yeah, man, um, that's wrong. So I've been backing off of it, looking for official news sources and shit. Um, and people are just so mad about everything that you almost can't get clarity on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are just so fucking frustrated and upset, which rightfully so, but it is not helping to like understand what exactly is happening, you know? So, uh, anyway, um, I just think that, uh, yeah, like I like I said, I don't even think the shooter's name is out. Um, and people are, you know, demanding that and can't even get that. You know, I've heard there was, uh, obviously you heard about the looting and the rioting, quote unquote, um, thing. But then there was people that said innocent protesters that were there peacefully standing there got shot with like wood bullets and rubber bullets and fucking like tear gas and shit like you know, there's video like them pulling a pregnant woman out of her car, making her lay on her stomach. She's six months pregnant. You're not supposed to do that. Yep. You know, just shit where you just like, man, these motherfuckers, whatever happened here is like when someone kicks a hornet's nest. It's, this isn't, this, like, there was, it was already tension there. Right. We're, we're witnessing years. it, but some of these pictures, if you put a black and white filter on them, it looks like fucking Selma. Yep. Right. And the other thing, what's the time of events? Were the people 
looting and rioting before or after the, the National Guard were called. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, did they come and stir up, like you said, the hornet's nest, or was the hornet's nest already stirred up? Yeah, it sounds like they stirred it up, dog. Um, yeah, and this shit has been going on for a very, very, very long time, and uh, that particular area has had a lot of racial history and has had riots, uh, racial riots in the past, so it's like you kind of got a lot of different things going on in that community, and this just did not help at all. Yeah, so um, President Obama released a statement on it, and I said yesterday when everybody was quote-unquote demanding it, one, you don't have to demand it. He always does speak out on this kind of shit. Right. Like that, if anything, sometimes to his quote-unquote detriment, sometimes to the detriment of the discourse that is going on because people obsess over him more than what's actually being said, but you don't need to demand anything from the president he talks about these things. Yep, he got a family. He got a wife. He got children. They sit and discuss these things. Yeah, when he gets asked about them because he's the pre- black president. Right. So I remember he was in Africa when some shit happened, and they asked him about it here. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you think about Michael Sam? It's just something crazy like that. You know, like they're gonna ask him about shit like this. Um, but uh, he released an official statement, and it's funny because yesterday I said. It feels like we're doing the same dance to the same music every time. Mm-hmm. Something tragic happens. Uh, there's not enough answers. It's taking time to find out exactly what happened. The people yeah. want justice. People on Twitter. People are, you know, social media are going real extra hard. And then eventually we get to this point where people start going, where's the president? Where is the president on this? He needs to talk about this right now. Uh, maybe i'm just strange i never thought about that like like him speaking was not my top priority because him writing this letter is not going to change the fact that an investigation is going to be on and it's going to take a while him speaking is not going to change that at all and also he's the president of the united states of america not just the black president yeah it's funny though because people hit you with the like um you know it's not about him being black or whatever but it is yes it is it is dog like we wouldn't like it's it shouldn't be this way but we just don't expect white people to care about black shit so no you wouldn't demand george if, w bush yeah. to speak about this nobody would be outraged and flooding yeah. him going you need to speak about this mr president now i'm not saying that that's a bad thing to be like he's a black person and i would like to hear his opinion on it i think it's it's sad that people are walking away acting like it has nothing to do with it that's bullshit right. it does Race has something. It's the undercurrent of everything in America. It does have something to do with it, and it's why you care what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And it's why you expect him to say something. But he has said things. He's spoken out Skip Gates, Trayvon Martin. Like, he talks about these things. So, uh, to me, it's not really, um, you know, to me, it wasn't like this. I, the idea of people demanding it from him really was pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that I knew would happen was it didn't matter what he said. Right. One. Republican people, conservative people are going to call it uh, divisive for the fact that he even spoke about it. Right. Uh, Democrats and black people are going to act like um, it's not enough, no matter what he said. Right. Because the office comes with certain restrictions, I believe, that um, even if you're a second-term president, you still uh, aren't going to be allowed to really go in. And this isn't Twitter. This isn't unfiltered. This isn't... Mm. You know, like he actually does uh, have responsibilities and stuff. He's not like you 
getting mad and going on Twitter and giving every thought about this thing. Like, right. You're not getting voted in an office. There's no political, re- uh, uh, consequences to your actions. You, you're not, you're not going to be fundraising or none of that bullshit. Yeah, he's still bidding. a, poli- he's still a politician Right. Yes. at the end of the day. He still wants businesses after this. Right. He wants to, he's still going to network. He wants to do things like Bill Clinton doing. Right. And it's that, you know, it reminds me of a lot of the people who said the uh, Clippers should boycott the NBA playoffs. And you're like, yeah, oh, sure. With, 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 with your money? Yeah, fans are the ones that should be boycotting. Yeah, I'm not trying to change the subject. I'm just saying in general, this idea of, hey, you with your shit, you should put everything on the line. It's like, well, yeah, well, that's not really, that's not a realistic expectation. Mm-mm. But I saw when people were, quote unquote, demanding he speak out about it, I said, that's where it's going to go. Because it's not going to be enough. So no matter what he says, uh, because it's way too early for the president to be given an official statement in the first place. Like, um, you kind of need, I mean, put it, it's way too early for him to be given this statement, a strong statement. Like, people want a definitive this person was killed and murdered and they, and the police should be taken to task and they, they, they you know, put in prison. Like they want that kind of level of rhetoric in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting that, uh, four or five days into this. Like you actually going to need somebody to do an investigation, department right. of justice, the FBI, and you're going to need to get to the bottom of this before he can make any definitive statement that takes a quote unquote, side of being like yeah th- what happened there was clearly wrong um so yeah you gotta because i remember when he talked about skip gates and people still hold that shit against him right you but, know the um, thing he approaches it like kobe like kobe just doesn't jump in the situation just because it's a black person he mm-hmm. wants the facts you know what i mean he wants to know all the information before he makes a final decision or something and he's required to like it but people realize He's not like us. We can just go and spew and just spit and just say whatever we want to say. He does not he does not have that um he's not able to. And people forget not able to do what? Just just to do like we do on Twitter. Just to right. come out and just demand that it's justice and demand people do this and demand. Well, you know what these people are forgetting? That. You know what people are forgetting? Even the people that do come on Twitter and talk about this, y'all been arguing all day. Right. It's not like Unfortunately, it's not a one-sided issue anymore. There's people that live to troll you and -hmm. live to argue with you and live to to talk shit. Mm -hmm. And the president is a living embodiment of a person that's basically being harassed constantly for having his opinion, you know, Um, for even speaking on this at all. Um, Like, here's a statement. The death of Michael Brown is heartbreaking, and Michelle and I send our deepest condolences to his family and his community at this very difficult time. As Attorney General Holder has indicated... The Department of Justice is investigating the situation along with local officials, and they will continue to direct resources to the cases needed. I know the events of the past few days have prompted strong passions, but as details unfold, I urge everyone in Ferguson, Missouri, and across the country to remember this young man through reflection and understanding. We should comfort each other and talk with one another in a way that heals, not in a way that wounds. Along with our prayers, that's what Michael and his family and our broader American community deserve. That was his statement. Yes. Um, pretty nuanced, pretty, uh, straightforward, Mm -hmm. um, and not enough for a lot of people. And if you defend him at all, or you say, well, I disagree with people that are going in hard on it. Then all of a sudden you're an Obama stand. You're only defending him because you're black and 
you know, what's wrong with criticizing the president? Like, it's really a no-win situation, so I'm just not talking about it because if you discuss it at all with people, like, they lose their fucking minds. Right. You, you know and, and, and lost in all this shit, none of this is bringing Michael Brown back and all this distraction not helping bring him justice talking about what the fuck the president said, which is why a lot of people didn't want to say shit in the first place because they know how you niggas get and you're just going to argue around this. Not even you niggas. They know how people get and they know that that motherfuckers are going to argue around all of this shit, man. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I looked at the comment section. This shit is fucking despicable. Mm -hmm. You you know, the other thing is if if he did start to just make definitive thoughts and things and actions on cases like this, they would impeach him for abuse of power or breaking the law somehow. You know what I mean? No, it's not even that. Yeah, the, like, here's thinking, the thing. Yeah. It is not. A, he is as solid in his career as you can get. They're trying to sue him. They're trying to do a bunch of shit. But honestly, like, he's going to finish his career as president. Mm-hmm. He will be fine. It won't fuck up his money afterwards. Mm-hmm. None of this shit is the problem. The problem is for a lot of these families, a lot of these people that are involved, Anytime he speaks up, it brings instant backlash. Right. And what I hate seeing is the same thing that happened with Trayvon Martin. Motherfuckers that actually didn't really give a fuck about the case, as soon as certain people got involved, whether it's Al Sharpton, whether it was uh, Barack Obama, as soon as they released statements, all of a sudden these fucking assholes come out of the woodwork thinking it's got to be two sides and start trying to tell me why it's okay to kill an innocent black kid right and it's and it always shifts the discourse into a a place where we're no longer seeking facts we're Mm -hmm. no like even when the facts come out people try to get two sides on the facts now so it's like yeah he shot him but he also smoked weed like it's uh, like and it's like that type of negativity that that moves away from the moment of what actually happened and get into the bottom of it, it 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 never helps, man. Mm-hmm. Like so so yeah, I just opt out of this shit where I'm just like, all right, cool, y'all niggas want to argue all goddamn day on the internet, mad at each other. Now you got people that yesterday were all tweeting together in solidarity, mad at each other, right? Because he said something right. and they gotta have a hot take on it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, let's be quite honest. Nothing he says can change a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. He's not the fucking magical uh Gandalf of the universe. They think he is, though. He, he can't whisper to a butterfly and a dragon appears in an hour. That's <laughs> not how it works. You sure? He's not going to go on the ground and fucking uh Ferguson and march everybody through the streets like Dr. King. That's not what he does. And it's fucking crazy to watch people lose their shit over and over, and especially with... The bigger issue being that this shit has become so common, I can pick the fucking steps already. You know what I mean? It's like a song I know the words to where I'm just like, yep, and next comes the president's statement. And here comes people that were all together this morning arguing with each other about whether the president was right or wrong or whether he said enough. You know, and then tomorrow here comes Fox News telling us all that the president shouldn't have said shit. He's a racist for even talking about it. Right. Like, like it's all the same shit every time, man. It's fucking frustrating to watch it play out this way so i i've just been walking away from it like y'all can argue if you want yeah i i I think for me the the biggest thing especially last night i was just sitting and watching my timeline and things like this and it's just amazing how in my mind i just see history repeating itself a lot of the things that we're seeing now some of my family members have told me how they've experienced this in the 60s and the 70s like you say all you gotta do is, is take a lot of this shit and turn it black and white and we will be back in 1962. Yeah, well, you know what, man? Honestly, though, um, 
I I get it. It is a very emotional time, and people are very frustrated. Right. But but this is in 1962, and I understand that. You know what but, I mean? But, like we have rights. We have. Uh, <laughs> I even felt like putting that in quotes. Anyway, but we have tools to fight this. We have tools to like. Like one thing that has been great has been social media. It has been watching that's true now. people publicize this and and spread like counter to the narrative that people are trying to do to like overshadow this and cover shit up. Like the shit, the, the truths that we know are because we have people on the ground with phones and and and, and cameras and they're uploading everything and we're we're the like the whole world is seeing this shit yes and they're not depending on abc to show up and show the truth we're not depending on the ap and their fucking biased headlines to tell oh, the truth terrible. we're depending on at so-and-so on twitter to tell the truth um to me this is as important as uh the arab spring which happened a lot on you know social media where you know, it, it never gets that that same type of reverence when it's black people. But still, this idea of a ground roots movement that is exposing corruptness, um, I love it. And that is so 2014. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get how everybody's disheartened right now. But uh, if anything, that gives me hope that we do have tools to fight back that, you know, aren't dependent upon uh, basically some white people to care. True, true. And when I made that statement, it was just one of those things where when you start seeing the videos and the clips, that's the part I'm talking about. It's like yeah. it just reminds you of it. And also, I think for a lot of people uh, in 2014, the Internet, camera phones, this is our way of people that are being uh, revolutions or, or revolutionary and how they do and how they spread the word. So this is one of those things where. We bring light to things that I think otherwise would be in the darkness because of social media. So from that from that standpoint, I, I completely 100% agree. And it's funny how we talked about before how people act like um, black people don't care when, when a lot of people are talking about it. But a lot of black people I have a tendency to talk about it more than any other group because it affects them the most. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it's it's been frustrating to see. I mean, like, look at these comments. And nothing on the Marines sitting in Mexican prison nor the Christian pastors sitting in an Iranian prison. Obama does not release a statement about any U.S. citizen if they are not black. That's not true. Nope, because he is a minority. He just talked about fucking Robin Williams died yesterday, and people were mad at that. Nope, because he mm -hmm. is not a minority and is a patriotic Marine who has suffered, who has suffered so much for this country. Uh, if only Andrew Tam, uh, Tamorisis was black, then Obama would have personally sent his condolences and promises of support to Andrew's mother. He couldn't reward white privilege. After all, Andrew only risked his life time and time again in Afghanistan and is suffering from PTSD, not worthy of presidential consideration. Yep, this is a... Uh, it's funny. It's the real America. To me, it's not even just that. To me, these motherfuckers on Twitter that all do want to see justice are fighting amongst each other Here's the other side. These motherfuckers right. don't give a fuck about y'all. Nope. And and the, and the nuance and all this shit about what you want from the president. Like the thing that I will always envy about Republicans and the right wing, them niggas stick together so good compared to Democrats. Mm -hmm. They stick so they stick together so fucking yes. good. They stay on message. They are just like, look, fuck you. Uh, this is what we think. We don't like this nigga Obama, and we gonna keep it rolling forever. There's nothing he could do right. 
and Winston over here talking about you're right nothing he can do right we agree right and uh <laughs> they they've actually said since president obama has been the president they said this congress has accomplished the least amount of shit in history yeah like, they said they would they, right. they want to be the the, but the party of no congress fault huh is that his fault it's not his fault? it's not his fault that, no, that's, I, I, yeah. that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's like that's how are you gonna say it's him when congress but that that's you, you said but, congress didn't do the least right yeah. so it's, that's that's the world we live in though where people are, like if you said that to certain people they'd be like well uh that's because they're trying to stop him he's the most liberal president of all time uh, he's the most this or that the most uh pro-abortion president of all time he's the most blah 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 like it's he's a radical dictator like they have turned him into something that he's not and right. all of his screams black to me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, when I watch this shit, it's extremely hard to, uh, to, to stomach when you go on Twitter and you see the end fight and you're like, well, who the fuck do y'all think y'all helping win anything? Right. No, nobody, nobody's winning in this situation. And it's just one of those things where, uh, they're the Congress. I, I think a lot of people are very dumb when it comes to American, uh, civics and how the, uh, the three branches of the government are, are ran and, th- and shit like that, Justin, because it's like they just think President Obama is supposed to come in there and swing his dick and shit supposed to get done. And you like, it don't work like that, I y'all. I can't wait till one of these Asian countries come over here and say, look, I need to liberate y'all people. Uh, <laughs> And, My, and show yeah. y'all how to run a democracy or or mm-hmm. dict- however they want however they want our political system to look um just to make everybody else happy i just think people need to take a fucking civics class right it ain't it, ain't, it really ain't that complex it's not complex okay at all. we were all done with civics by the time we got our junior high guys come on right it, and to me you, you don't know how the three branches work dog it's, it's, it's you think the president just fucking waves a wand and everything works dog come on and like i said the thing that frustrates <coughs> me it's like the Congress ain't doing shit because the president is in office and which has nothing to do with them, but they're angry because he's in office. And a lot of them are angry uh, because he's Democrat, but a lot of this is racial too, which is something else yeah, that people but don't you want know to what? talk about. But you know what? I envy them because at least they together. Right. The only way that shit changes in the Republican party is it gets even crazier. You know what I'm saying? Like, the oh. only way people are beating Republicans are by being crazier than them. It's like, well, I'm Tea Party Republican. I'm crazy as fuck. It's like, well, oh, you're even crazier. Vote for him. Like, right. and there is no relenting. There is no going back. Who are, are the moderate Republicans that are in office right now? Who are they? Where are they? What are their names? Who are the Republicans that actually vote against their party right now? It's like, but meanwhile, you have the Black Caucus speaking out against Obama. Tavis Smiley, Cornell West talking about Obama. You got people that have their own pet issues that are talking out against Obama. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's bad for people to have their pet issues. I'm not no. even saying it's bad for the prog- progress, for the process. But then on some issues like this, why the fuck would you be divided? Don't we all want to know what happened? Right. You know what I mean? It's like they want the motherfucker to go on a Twitter rant. Like I don't know. Like, they did do. they expect him to come out and right. be like, "These motherfucking crackers on my last nerve"? At like, Barack Obama. Yeah, like he's looking for his translator, man. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> come, he's gonna come out and say the most nuanced thing he can say that can that can be the safest thing he can say because at the end of the day, he just wants to know what happened. He has to let justice run his course. He doesn't want to be seen as steering the conversation, which unfortunately, no matter what he says, is always seen as steering the conversation even by people that would seem to have the best interest of the case in mind. 
because if he did come out and say some shit like this kid like he said passing instead of like killed or murdered if he would have came out and said this kid was murdered nigga fucking nothing would be on the news tonight nothing would be on the news all week it would just be motherfuckers telling you why President Obama's a dictator and accused he's against police and accused him of murder. And why he hates America. Right. Right. And, right. and the thing And is, the few crazy people that would have his back are not enough to go against the onslaught of the media because what many people forget about the president and what many black people, you know, tend to find out um, you know, through trial and error is that some of these white people, some of these people that are you know, uh, in the same party as you, they're not really on your side. Mm-mm. So you're going to find out very quickly when they distance themselves from the president. Uh, just yesterday, Hillary Clinton was distancing herself, herself from the president. Like, mm-hmm. th- like it's not a game and he's still playing it. You know what I mean? Like he's in the middle of the game and we're all on the outside talking about nigga, just throw all the monopoly pieces off the board and <laughs> Turn take, to- take the money from the bank. <laughs> right. Take all the hotels. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, here's a comment. P.S. When you finally guess what I mean by my platitudes, I'll have built up and transformed the police and private security forces into my own private army, divide you all, suspend elections and wipe you out. I am not your servant. I am God. B.H.O. President for life. That's, uh, somebody saying that's what Barack Obama would be saying. Yeah, I'm like, Justin, do y'all really know what dictatorship is? Do y'all really know how it is people not to have rights? Do y'all really understand like the oppression of all the people that happens when this shit is really implemented y'all got freedoms and you have rights for the fact that you got the right to go on the goddamn internet and post the shit is something else for the fact that you can say fuck barack obama and nobody cracks your head in and and comes and and takes your family away through the night (laughs) means something else and sometimes i think people use these words and they're very ignorant to what they really mean and the implications of them well, at least you can say Obama is consistent. I am confident that he sent messages of condolences to the parents or parents of thousands of blacks killed each year by black thugs in our progressive inner cities, including Obama's hometown of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But uh, y'all want to wanna fight each other. Go fight these niggas. I know the events of the past few days have prompted strong passions, but as details unfold, I urge everyone in Ferguson, Missouri, and across the country to remember this young man through reflection and understanding. Then the guy says, but first, check out your reflection in the big screen TV you looted from that store you broke into and vandalized in the name of Michael Brown. Nothing says I'm mourning your loss like a good old looting and pillaging from a liberal Democrat protected class. Loki, if I was there, I would have got me a TV too and a pair of shoes. You know what's funny, man, is uh, black people are a protected class. Uh, This fucking thing would not have happened if we were protected. Ain't that the truth? Protected by who? The police? Right. Protected and served what? With sentences? With bullet sticks? With with bullets? Right. Oh, anyway, man. And it's funny, though. That guy must have never been chased by a dog before. No. No, <laughs> probably Cause, hasn't. Because if he'd been chased by a dog before, he wouldn't say that. Because them police dogs ain't nothing to play with. Well, they'll fuck you up. Yeah, man. I'm man. I'm trying to make it funny, but I'm just it just pisses me off so bad. Oh, you know I what I mean? Like I would love to laugh about it, but I don't even have a joke for it. It's just fucked up, man. And it, it sucks seeing people go down the timeline and they're all going in on the president and shit. And you know, it's like, god damn, some of y'all niggas hate winning. Y'all hate winning. 
You know what nah, I mean? Wait, I don't wait, want you on hey, my wait, side. Wait, could like, you imagine how great? Just a oh. fucking loser. Like you are going to, you drag down everything you're a part of. I don't want to be around you or associated with you. How many people aren't fucking with your hashtags? How many people aren't retweeting you? How many people aren't listening to you? How many people are avoiding you because you just a fucking drag, man? But but could you imagine how great America could be right now if you didn't have all of this? This well, we not gonna do anything as Congress and mm. and all this other division and and things to to tear down our leader, you know what I mean? Our current leader, like yeah. the majority one. So now do your job, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and support the guy that's in leadership until the next guy comes along. And if you did that, especially with the person we have in leadership right now, with President Obama, like he's so much smarter than a majority of the presidents that we've had before that. Come on. People don't care, man. Like you, like imagine how much greater this country and have. other people as individuals. Like if, like if Rod does good, I do good. You know why? Because I support Rod and what he does, and it makes me proud to be like, look at what my friend doing. And imagine if your leader was doing that and they supported him, that you could be like, look at what my leader doing. Let me also try to make myself better by doing x y and z but this, this, man, trigger, I, that's the trigger down that's the trigger down effect right people, there if you want people down. don't people don't care yeah they don't function like that. all these people are hurting and they're just expressing their pain this way and, and they're looked at as less than so why would they even fuck fuck being that? looked at as less than no you you feel less than when you're doing this like right when when you are turning the the, the president into like some sort of avatar for your aggression you you do feel less than you feel like unrepresented and you want somebody to go out there and, and and address the things you want them to say but yeah like the i need him to start holding meetings like i'm the head of the motherfucking state nigga <laughs> you know like i really just need him to start playing that before meetings and like if that is that what y'all want <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? That's what some of them want. Like, is that what you want? Like, he just he needs to do that just one time to be like, all right, now back to business. Since he was shut not, the internet down. Now, now that now that we got that out the way, all y'all happy now? Can we really get back to business now? I just want him to do what he's doing, which is be the best fucking president in my lifetime. That's it. Come on now. He doesn't need your help. You know what I mean? Like, I I can see if people was trying to help him in like specific areas that could like improve life livelihood for everybody or some shit but they're not like motherfuckers just have their own agenda and that's all they think about period you know what i mean there's never any uh you know any time to be like oh yeah i forgot that the other choice was mick fucking romney (laughs) there's just never any moment of reflection like that and it's almost one of those times where you're like i can't wait till he's out of office so motherfuckers can reflect back and be like god damn i miss obama you remember those debates he had with mitt and people was mad because he because he wouldn't take the gloves off and and get down on mitt's level because he actually had points to talk about he wanted to talk about facts and be smart (laughs) and people was like nah he need to get in there and insult this man and start slinging mud you know why ain't he talking about that dog on the roof of that car you like because that has nothing to do with foreign policy at all which the debate is supposed to be about. Remember that? But yeah, I'm looking at my timeline right now. I'm just been, been sitting here waiting for the rest of the president's statement because that can't be it. All right. Can't be it, dog. Just like I said, man, I, I think he'll say more when we know more. But I don't think I don't expect him to be live tweeting his every thought because, you know, some people like, uh, you know, like some people like to go at him. 
and anything he says wrong in his statement is going to be taken to task and anything he says right is still going to be taken to task it's lose-lose situation stop treating that nigga like the king man you know yeah it's really not it's really not about that right now um but uh hey now i'm just gonna be a obama stand defending him because he's black i guarantee it and anybody writes a fucking email like that i won't read it on the show i'll delete us into the fucking spam i'm not joking um barney's to pay five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in shopper profiling probe uh that kid that got um profiled the you know with barney's uh, apparently jay-z uh worked behind the scenes while everybody was tweeting how mad they were at him for signing that deal before he even knew this happened and uh, the kid got $525,000. And that is one expensive ass belt. I hope he doesn't yeah, I hope he is. doesn't spend it then. I hope he doesn't spend that one dime back in next Well, week. it's all in gift certificates. I got <laughs> like one big ass gift certificate. Whoops. He should um, he should invite the whole neighborhood, give them all like $10. Uh, have all the black folks in yeah, their whole store. Just one day. <laughs> buy what y'all want. There was a spate of racial profiling complaints against major retailers last year. Barney's shoppers and ex-employees complained that detectives followed minority customers around even after staffers identified them as frequent patrons. A disproportionately investigated, uh, and they disproportionately investigated their credit card use, so much so that some salespeople even avoided serving minority shoppers so as to avoid getting calls from store investigators. Shit. Mm-hmm. State attorney, now how did they know you were black from your card? Uh, can we talk about, uh, Leroy Tompkins, uh, credit card? Uh, I don't think he got no business shopping at your store. Yeah. Demarius Johnson. Yeah. Who is Quantavious? Uh, we Laquisha? Need to look at his, um, no. Look at his transactions. Laquisha Jenkins? Mm-mm. hmm Like, that's a white lady, ma'am. Uh, but yeah, serving minority shoppers to avoid getting called. So, um, but besides the $525,000 in fines and expenses, Barney's will hire an anti-profiling consultant for two years. <laughs> Now, how hard, <laughs> how racist do you have to be to hire a person to make you not racist? Because the default is that racism actually takes work. Right. So you got to hire a person to take the work out of your racism? How does that make sense? In case we racist, we, you're here to stop us. Yeah. Like, what is your, like, if, can I get this job? I want to apply for this job. I just want to be like, uh, yeah, uh, hey, I'm about to follow this black kid around to the, to the back of the store. Yeah, uh, that's racist. Uh, that'll be don't, $250. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, I'm going to check his credit card because, uh, you know, I don't know about quant, I've never met a black person named, uh, like Quantavius, uh, so I'm gonna have to check it. Um, yeah, did it go through? Did the charge go through? Yeah, it went through. Then that's it. Yeah, don't check, don't check it. Don't call it. Right. Yeah. But you sure? Cause the company pot. No, 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 no. That was it. That was the transaction. He, he paid for it. You put it in the bag and that's gave it to him. You don't need to follow him home. They yeah. should have left that out of the statement, man. Right. Uh, I'm gonna call the police and tell them to follow him to the subway cause I don't, something about them shoes. Ah! Don't, no, 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 no. Don't, don't call the police. Put the phone down. Put the phone down, John. Don't call the police. Damn, Rod, you right, man. I, you know what? I had never thought. Wow, I was about to be racist. That's right. So we'll be a racist. But, but what about him? He wants a belt, and you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say they, them, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, or y'all, but you know, you know, don't wear your pants. I feel like the at your waist. I feel what, like what would he do with a belt? I feel like the anti-profiling consultant. Every conversation gonna go the same. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna, it's just gonna be, uh, matter of fact, where's my, 
uh, I think every 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 everyone's gonna sound the same. It's just gonna be like uh like this right here. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> that's gonna be every call. Every uh, well, that's me killing myself. But that's gonna be every. That's gonna be every single call. Every single call to the to. Hey Rod, I just had a quick. Don't do it. Don't do it. But he has really long dreads. Hello. Yeah, uh, you reached the uh, anti-profiling department. Uh, yes, there's this guy with don't really do it. long. Don't, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. But he's yeah, that, black. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But, hello. Damn it. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be it. <laughs> I think y'all got disconnected. Anti-profiling department. Can I help you? Yeah. So, like I was saying, no. There's a, <laughs> there's a group of them. Every fucking time, they what keep is, getting away. How do you? How do you need this? At, at, there will, <laughs> For two there, years. There will be a meeting. This, there will be a. We got to get him out of here. Our numbers of arrests right. are going down. We're, actually, we're making years. sales now, but but we don't. We're not getting arrest. Right. What about our detaining numbers? <laughs> yeah, the, those are down, what? and we can't have that. Here's my question: What happens after two years? Right. Do y'all go back to racism? Because it's a only for two years. Do, do you need a consultant to say, or just HR to do their job? Like, which right. is, which, I don't, which, which is HR to do their job? Uh, I got, I got two niggers at three o'clock. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's not a blacks. Oh, oh, not, oh, we're not supposed to follow them at all. <laughs> My bad. I got to read the handbook. What am I, when's training? Is uh, anti-racism training today? <laughs> I, I was late and I, I missed, missed that part. It. Missed the racism part. I feel very vindicated today. Finally, Barney's appears to be conceding uh, that they unreasonably follow, stopped, and detained people who look like me in their stores. Shopper Kayla Phillips said in a statement released by her lawyer, Kareem R. Vesup. Uh, Phillips, who was black, came forward last fall to say she was surrounded by police officers upon leaving the store buying a two hundred, I mean, $2,500 handbag in February 2013 with a temporary debit card. Police ultimately let her go. Barney CEO Mark Lee said in a statement that the company was pleased with the sta- settlement. Barney's New York uh, has prided itself on providing an unparalleled customer experience to every person that comes into contact with our brand, open and welcoming to one and all, Lee said, which is why we just paid so much money to these black people, right? <laughs> <laughs> we pride ourselves on not being racist going forward from now. Don't, don't count that old shit, please. Uh, Schneiderman's investigation came after public complaints last fall from Phillips and other Barney's shopper, Trayon Christian, who also is black, both sued the store and the city. Christian's lawyers noted that a review last fall commissioned by Barney's had found the store didn't have a written and unwritten policy for, to profile c- customers. Uh, we are pleased that Barney's has. Wait, wait, they have to have a, a written right. policy to say don't profile? Right. We got to find it. <laughs> okay. We are pleased that Barney's has acknowledged their responsibility, said Christian's lawyer, Michael B. Patilla, uh, Palillo. Um, we are hopeful that this offensive and discriminatory conduct will finally come to an end. 
Civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpton met with Lee to discuss the issue. The first spurred online petition against rapper Jay-Z to drop his collaboration with the luxury retailer on a holiday collection. Jay-Z ultimately decided to move forward with the project because fuck them niggas. Are you serious? We just signed that deal. I didn't know these niggas going to do this racist shit. Right. And we're raising money mm. to help people. Right. Uh, yeah. Also, he gave that money away to charity. Yes, he did. Yep. Assholes. Kind of shitty. Those kids shouldn't eat Jay Z because I'm mad on Twitter. What's Fuck nice. those homeless kids. What's better than making people that profile uh, against a certain type of people actually have to give money to those certain people? Right. What, what, what I know what's better being mad on Twitter. It's, always, <laughs> it's better than everything. That does Justin. solve a lot. You need to try it. That, that does solve a lot. I'm going to get on Twitter tonight and be angry about something. I don't know which raised money for his charitable foundation under the condition that he helped lead the store's review of his policy. So he also uses leverage on the inside to probably get these niggas this money. Hmm? No? No No congratulations on Twitter? Nothing? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. Mm. Don't congratulate that. Yep. Sharpton said in a statement Monday that Barney's agreement with the Attorney General was a move in the right direction, but continued vigilance is needed. Meanwhile, minority shoppers, including actor Rob Brown, made similar complaints last year against other New York stores, including Macy's, which had paid a $600,000 fine and promised changes in 2005 after the then-Attorney General made similar claims. Macy's and the Treme actor reached a settlement in principle last month in his federal civil rights suit over the matter. Both sides said, declining to detail the terms. Damn, these niggas racist the shit up north. <laughs> they act like we like we got a fucking copyright on this shit. Y'all niggas is plagiarizing them like a motherfucker did. Racism is everywhere. <laughs> I don't know why people just think that that's in certain, that's just a down south thing. Nope. Yeah, y'all it definitely is everywhere. Y'all definitely got the Cliff's Notes version. In December, Barney's, Macy's, and several other major retailers agreed to create a publicize a publicize a customer bill of rights. Sharpton's National Activism Act, <laughs> Action Network. Uh, plans to send people into stores to spot check compliance, he said Monday. Now, who's going to do that? <laughs> go well, in there and check and make well, sure that they're not racist against right. you. Right. They'll be like, Barbara, you know it's your turn to go this way. You Fuck. didn't play the music. Huh? You didn't play the music. Fucking uh, with black people. Nah, I don't feel fucked with. We got that money, <laughs> nigga. We fucking with them. 525 I, Gs? I felt like this was like a Band-Aid on a sword wound that... Mm. <laughs> Like they well, like, you here's the thing, Justin. Like you're not saying you're gonna terminate these people for yeah. profiling. You're not saying you're gonna um, institute training. You're saying you're gonna hire somebody to let people know, hey, that's profiling. Uh, don't do that, and they're gonna go right back to profiling. Here's the thing, though, Justin. I have over a dozen fucking with black people. <laughs> you will be fucked with before we leave. <laughs> so don't you don't even have to worry. I got you. If you if you feel like you need to be fucked with today, I got you, brother. <laughs> I got you covered. Yeah, you ain't got to be pressed. You will. You, racism is half. It's a, it is a. It is boundless. I use. See, I use Tuesday nights fucking with black people to play good on Wednesday. Mornings. Yeah. Well, you are gonna get it. You are gonna be real good in the morning. Ah! Uh. So this dude, uh, that's a radio host, finally solved the problem with Ebola. You know, this Ebola epidemic could become a global pandemic and. That's another name for plague. It may be the great attitude adjustment that I believe is coming. Ebola could solve America's problems with atheism, homosexuality, sexual promiscuity, pornography, and abortion. What? If Ebola becomes a global plague, you better make sure the blood of Jesus is upon you. 
you better make sure you've been marked by the angels so that you're protected by God. If not, you may be a candidate to meet the Grim Reaper. Science. Facts. But you know what? He's entitled to his opinion. Did he yell slap hands after that? Look, he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs> and everybody needs to coexist He's speaking in the that world. realness. I mean, if I was to call that dude a bigot, then like, that doesn't that make me the real bigot, everybody? Ooh. Doesn't that make me the asshole yeah. for calling him out? We should just learn to accept that that's just his opinion. And we just need to let it go. All right? The PC police, he's just being honest. So honest. And we don't get to be honest with, back with him in return and say, I think you're a fucking bigot. Cause his, is his religion. Y'all to hate these gay people. That's right. I remember the chapter that I believe it was, uh, it was Ecclesiastes, uh, 14.3. And I believe it said, if Ebola becomes a global plague, Oh Lord. You better make sure the blood of Jesus is upon y'all. Remember that? Mm-mm. I, I, I haven't. I, Mm-mm. I didn't make it past Leviticus. Oh, let me. No, I, 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 th- you I, know don't, what? I don't remember that. No. I, you know what? I think this was in Numbers. A lot of y'all don't read all the way through Numbers. No, that wasn't in Numbers. It either. was probably in Numbers. Uh, it was probably Job. at the back. Job. Nope, wasn't in Job. Yeah, I, it wasn't in Timothy. Mm-mm. I think it was in Numbers, and uh, a lot of y'all just didn't, didn't read it. Uh, I'll play it again. For you me. know, this Ebola epidemic could become a global pandemic, and that's another name for plague. It may be the great attitude adjustment that I believe is coming. Ebola could solve America's problems with atheism, homosexuality, sexual promiscuity, pornography, and abortion. If Ebola becomes a global plague, you better make sure the blood of Jesus is upon you. Hey, man, so he think Ebola just going to kill the people he don't like? Yeah, <laughs> I'm dying. What's wrong? Like Ebola. I'm an atheist that had an abortion and I'm gay. Damn! No wonder you got the Ebola. Where's the Twitter outrage against him? Mm-hmm. I need I need does, lots of outrage does, against him. Does, I need people the same way you camped out for LeBron to come home to Cleveland and make his decision. I need for y'all to be at this dude's job studio, sending him letters, emails. Getting him the fuck off the air. Does uh ask for his birth certificate. Long the birth certificate. What can? Uh does Ebola uh check your uh Christian paperwork? Yeah, uh that's the, you know, scientifically that's see that's why we can't solve it. Uh-huh. Um, because we keep looking at it as a science thing, trying to solve it like we have all the great plagues and diseases in the past. What we need to be looking at is how many of these people are gay, atheists, abortionists. Although I will say, Luau Dang, I wonder what he out here, what sins he out here committing that he mm-hmm. brought the Ebola virus back to America. He's definitely had an abortion before. He out here doing something. He, gay he, NBA player, maybe? Ebola is doing the Lord's work. Apparently That's why so. I went to Atlanta. To cleanse y'all off of the map. <laughs> I hope Ty got out in time, man. Yeah. I hope Miss Music Love is okay. But she is quite sinful. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them titties. That's and it. that thing she did to that dude where, that time. Where is, where is Anonymous at 
to pull up. He said porn. Mm-hmm. He said for watching porn. About you get death, the, <laughs> Ebola virus. God has no nuance <laughs> for watching the, some sentence. The sentence for watching pornography, Ebola. Looking at a little titties on the computer. Does Come it on, matter? Man. Does it matter if it's Cinemax? Nope. I watched some Cinemax last night. Am I gonna be okay? Not, not, the, not the pastors is out here raping these young boys Mm-mm. and they and they perish. Come on now. <laughs> not them. <laughs> Not, you know what I'm saying, but for looking at porn. Yep. Not the coaches desire showering with the boys in the locker room. Nope. It's that but, pornography, bro. But porn, okay. Robin Williams was found hanged. All right. Move oh. to the next story before Jessica says anything. <laughs> uh, Roman Polanski, Roman Polanski, uh, withdrew from a, uh, a film f- festival where he was supposed to get honored for his lifetime achievements. Because apparently they're not cool with child rape. You think that's why Robin was sad? Come on, man. (laughs) That's a legitimate question. So he actually tried to physically show up? Yeah. Why he tried to show up? Why don't you just send somebody on your behalf like you're doing here in the United States? If I wanted an award, I'm going to show up too. Well, the reason he's sending somebody on his behalf in the United States is because if that nigga show less in the United (laughs) States, he's going to jail. Like, that nigga going straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I mean, he can't show up to get his award and leave? Mm-mm. Not in America. He better not. Dear friends, I am sorry to inform you that you have, you that haven't considered the extent to which my planned appearance at the Locarno Festival provokes tensions and controversies among those who oppose to my visit. Even as I respect their opinions, it is with a heavy heart that I must cancel my visit. I am deeply saddened to disappoint you. As I respect their opinions to the child rape that I did. So, right. R. Kelly, so R. Kelly can do his crimes and hold concerts, mm-hmm. but he can't show up to get an award. Okay. Yeah, this is on time being black to help you. Okay, America. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see where y'all at. Well, as long as you're raping black women, you're fine. Right. So You, you know, raped a pure 13-year-old white woman. They ain't standing for that. Yeah, you got to go to prison for that, bro. Yeah, you, you can pee, pee all you want to on them black kids. Don't nobody care about that. You got to leave the, the country. You can't just be going out here doing... <laughs> chocolate factories and black pennies and shit like you can't do that after that you can't step your way out of that one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're gay uh here's a controversial story that's been going around man uh porn star christy mack um who has a, a big old fake booty and fake titties man so sad it's you know man it is really weird the fake the fake butt game is like the PEDs of porn. You know what I mean? Like how PEDs affected baseball where everybody was fucking on it at one point. Mm-hmm. you like, I don't even think y'all all need to be on this shit, mm-hmm. but since everybody's doing it, I'm going to do it. Everybody right. got fake asses now. Right. Like the fake ass game is fucking things up. And I'm not, I'm not anti-fake asses like fake titties. If they look good, I don't mind, but there's so few that do. Right, so like y'all are done fuck, well. Y'all are fucking yourselves up for no reason. Not to mention, some of these asses are so fake. I'm like, who the fuck can get off to that? I'm looking right. at you like, are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor? Is everything on? Right. Are you leaking? Right. Like, you know, there's not too many 75 pound women with asses that yeah. weigh 25 of those pounds. That's true too, and it's just one of those things where. It's a certain way that, that a natural ass moves, and you're like, that shit look like a cement block. No, yeah, thank you. Yeah, ass don't even bend right. Right, and shit. it don't riffle like water. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no thanks, you said, man. You saying you can't squeeze it just right because yeah. it's hard? You gotta, mm. you squeeze it's, it, but then you gotta, like, 
find the pump to put it back <laughs> up. You can't even leave your handprint yeah. on it. Hold on, let me get my basketball pump and put it in your butthole I'll so we can get your ass gonna, back right. I'll be worried it's gonna pop if I hit it. Just if I hit it wrong, it's gonna pop. I'll be worried. I'll be seeing like <laughs> porn stars. They'll be fucking, and then the dude will slap her ass. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna explode. Right. Like I said, if it looks natural. More power to you, but for a lot of people, they don't get they don't get the job. Yeah, there's very few that look good. There's very some. I'm few. not anti fake ass. I'm not telling I'm not y'all. There's none, but God, some of y'all are fucking yourselves up, and mm-hmm. it don't even look. Good. It just look weird. Just keep right. just keep a maxi dress on if you're gonna yeah. do it. That's that's the best way. To some of these chicks it. look like blow up dolls. You know the blow up dolls, how they look so plastic that they're just oh they're, they're filled with air, and they have mm-hmm. that face that face with the holes for your dick. They look like that. And you're just like, damn. That's not a turn on. Well, Christy Mack is one of those porn stars that's like had, like she's just 75% plastic. Well, she's dating a mixed martial art fighter named War Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's on the run now, uh, because he attacked his ex-girlfriend, Christy Mack. According to him, he found her fucking some dude when he came home. It wasn't and, work related? Uh, it wasn't work related, apparently. Uh, not it a was, POV. Hmm? Not a POV. No, what, apparently, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that is weird. If you date a porn actress, right. can she cheat? How does that work? <laughs> What's the rules? I don't know the rules. I'm oh, sure. Only fucking at the work job. Right. right. It's like, oh, you gonna bring your work home? <laughs> you know, we promise not to do that. I don't train in the house, and you can't have trains run on you at the house. We we made a deal. Uh, <laughs> well, she posted a bunch of pictures of her being beat up, and every article is so fu- fucked up because. They do that thing where they keep mentioning that she's a porn star first to kind of make you feel like she deserved this ass whooping. No, mm-hmm. she didn't. Because a lot of people do feel that way. They think porn stars are evil and need to be punished and shit. And there's all kinds of religious hangups people have. And right. you always see men take these weird paternalistic turns. And they, you know, it's like. She provoked him with her job. Right. And I'm like, if you jack off and cry afterwards, that's your fault. Don't Don't try to put that shit on the rest of society. Yep. she she's already doing a terrible job as she has to be a porn star she's not a sex slave she can leave if she wants to she's a grown-ass person yeah, it's america she can if she wants to make her money fucking i wish i could make my money fucking i'm just not in good enough shape guys but if i can make <laughs> my money just having sex and staying home i would do that i just set up a tripod and be like uh shay and uh uh rock rock, rock and shay i'd be like <laughs> rock and shay just just be like what y'all do today Fucked and made thousands of dollars. <laughs> Thank you. Thousands of dollars. That's- now to go to Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> now we can do all the upgrades for the black guy who tips. Right. Fuck that. Anyway, War Machine, known as John Coppenhaver. <laughs> <laughs> that name. Allegedly attacked Mac and a third unnamed party on Friday night. That was the other dude. Breaking Mac's face and kicking and stabbing her body. Damn. Earlier today, Mac, who was reportedly unable to speak due to her injuries, posted a long account of War Machine's attack on her Twitter account. At about 2 a.m. Friday morning, John Coppenhaver arrived, announcing announced to my home, unannounced to my home in Las Vegas, Nevada. After he broke up with me in May, he moved out of my house and back to San Diego. When he arrived, he found myself in another fully clothed un, and unarmed in my house. With a, without a single word spoken, he began beating my friend. Once he was finished, he sent my friend away and turned his attention to me. He made me undress and shower in front of him, then dragged me out and beat my face. I have no recollection of how many times I was hit. I just know my injuries and that resulted from my beating. My injuries include 18 broken bones around my eyes. My nose is broken in two places. I'm missing teeth and several more are broken. 
and this is her livelihood you know like you get paid to look good right and um, like i say he's a martial art fighter so it's not gonna not trying it's not gonna be like a normal person trying to fuck you up this is gonna be somebody they are trained like it all them itsus to fuck you up i am unable to chew or see out of my left eye my speech is slurred from the swelling and lack of teeth by the way this is why i say ray rice kind of lucked out that there was that his wife never took posted a picture or had to go or went to the police because they would have released that mugshot or that picture of her abuse and uh motherfuckers will have a completely different opinion about some old sometimes you got to hit a woman when when she's looking that fucked up yeah i put a picture of what she looked like after the beating Oh, I got the pictures here. My bad. I, uh, I'll put it in the chat, man. Obviously, um, you know, uh, it's, it's graphic. But uh, I'll just put it in the chat for everybody. There you go. But, um, yeah, I mean, he beat her beat her bad, man. Oh, he beat the hell out of her. Yeah. Um, so uh, she said, uh, my speech is slurred from swelling and lack of teeth. I have a fractured rib and severely ripped ruptured liver from a kick to my side my leg is so badly injured i have not been able to walk on my own i also attained several lesions from a knife he got from my kitchen he pushed the knife into me in some areas such as my hand ear and head he also sawed much of my hair off with a dull knife after some time the knife broke off at the handle he continued to threaten me with the blade as i believed i was gonna die he has beaten me many times before but never this badly he broke my phone to cancel all of my plans for the following week to make sure no one could worry about my whereabouts. He really thought this was going to take a week. He told me he was going to rape me, but was disappointed in himself when he could not get hard. Damn. She had to be. Shade. Yeah. You know what? I'll allow it. Sometimes yep. you got to be paid. <laughs> Fuck that. You bitch ass. Uh, wait, he might be listening. After another hit or two, <laughs> he left me on the floor bleeding and shaking, holding my side from the pain of my rib. He left the room and went to the kitchen where I could hear him ruffling through my drawers, assuming he was finding a sharper, more stable knife to end my life. I ran out my back door, shutting it behind me so my dogs didn't run inside to tip him off. I hopped the fence to my golf course behind my house, to the golf course behind my house and ran to a neighboring house, naked and afraid he would catch me. I kept running through the neighborhood, knocking on doors. Finally, one answered, and I was brought to the hospital treated for my injuries. And Damn. She, she was able to do that. That fucked up. Boy, adrenaline is a beast. Yeah, he uh, actually is still a fugitive. He's on the run. He On Twitter, he put, I'm not a bad guy. I went to surprise my girlfriend, help her set up my show, at her show, and give her an engagement ring and ended up fighting for my life. I only wish that man hadn't been there and that Chrissy and I would be happily engaged. I don't know why I'm so cursed. One day the truth will come out. This is the mentality. You know what I mean? This is the mentality of these abusers. And this is why I don't want to hear Stephen A. and his provocation shit. Because he thinks he was provoked into beating the shit out of this woman and doing all these things to her because, hey, it's her fault. A guy was there. You know, he um he also made this lady at one point during their relationship get a tattoo say property of war machine. Mm-hmm. Like that's her fault. Yep. His yeah. shirt actually says like the shirt they had the picture of him was like uh I do alpha male shit. You know, and then people are blaming her for oh you were beat before you stayed. There's nothing you can do as a victim to just be a victim in these situations. Right. Nobody will just go, This is fucked up. And you know what's funny? She still is getting more sympathy than Ray Rice's black wife. Right. That's what's funny about this shit. At the end of the day, 
versus is just a victim. No nope. matter what color yeah. you are, you're a victim. You're not you're not seeing these guys make these same arguments about provocation and all this shit. Just those guys are gone now. Where are they at? Because she's black. She's not black, so she got rights, and everybody understands, and it's okay. Uh, to get in on the action, uh, Doctor Bonnie Hunter said he's going to track down um, uh, the MMA dude and find him. He's going to get War Machine. I, I wish I was joking. Wow. Yep. Dog the Bunny Hunter said he is hunting the MMA fighter accused of beating his girlfriend in a gross play for publicity. Dwayne, Dwayne Chapman, better known as Dog the Bounty Hunter. Is the show even on still? No. No, they canceled it. They canceled he, it. He announced he would hunt down a mixed martial arts fighter accused of beating his girlfriend this weekend in other news. The show is still on TV, apparently. Okay. Oh, it is. It must have came back because in one period of time they had canceled it or, or, or spoke about canceling it. Yeah, because of that racist rant he had. Right. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas police are searching for MMA fighter John War Machine Coppenhaver after he allegedly beat his ex-girlfriend porn performer Christy Mack on August 8th. Mack was severely hurt with a broken jaw, nose, and eye socket as well as missing teeth. She shared photos on her side of the story on Twitter Monday. By the way, um, yeah, yeah. He actually knew to run because he knew he, he would get in trouble. Right. Ray Rice was like, now's the time to propose. <laughs> Cobbett Haver reportedly posted and then deleted a tweet implying that he attacked Mac for cheating on him. That that was what he said at first. As if that makes it okay, Mac denies those allegations. Dog, who has nothing to do with either party, announced on Twitter he will be coming at the war machine who was wanted by Las Vegas police for a felony assault with a deadly weapon and felony domestic violence unless he surrenders to police within 24 hours. At War Machine 170, better to give all you excuses to the judge. You got 24 hours to turn yourself in or I am coming after you. Hashtag CMT Dog and Beth. Don't forget, guys, country music channel Dog and Beth. Make sure you guys check it out. Well, Saturdays at at eight o'clock. No, thank she, you. She didn't fuck herself up like that. Like how how how, how did she get beat up like I, that? I'll pass. What you mean, Karen? No, because he was saying he didn't beat her. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's but see, that's the fucking mentality of these abusers that echoed in Stephen A's comments. And she deserves. And so many other men right. who walk around with this attitude. His first thing was she deserved it for cheating on me. Then the second thing was, no, 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 I didn't do anything wrong. You guys will see, I'm really the good guy here for beating this woman you know like and 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 like i said haven't even heard the what did she do to provoke this shit because people don't say that when you're talking about people women that aren't black and this and it's it's just like what you said when tiger was cheating on uh, his ex-wife you know people oh well you know she had the right to handle with the golf club right uh no she didn't right she sure Um, didn't if he didn't like what was going on he needed to to leave their relationship and let that be the end of it just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time for fucking with black people the game that justin uses to get hype for wednesday morning basketball we go around (laughs) reading articles and we judge them from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 on how much we feel fucked with today's contestants are still everybody still everybody guys Karen, pick a number from, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 0 through 12. Uh, I mean, 1 through 12. uh, No, matter of fact, Justin, 1 through 12. Okay. 
Uh, we'll go with five since the, we play at five. Two, three, four, five. Oh, here's one. Uh, you might remember Anthony Kumia. Yes. Kumia. Uh, apparently, he uh, you know got fired for his racist tirade. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to a radio station, a radio show uh, that is a pro-white show. Radio host Anthony Kamia, who was fired from Sirius XM after a series of racially charged tweets, appeared on the pro-white political cesspool radio show hosted by white hey. nationalist James Edwards. Hey, hold on, Rod. You got to be pretty racist to get fired from satellite radio. Mm-hmm. On your day off. <laughs> pretty racist. Well, was you stealing boxes and shit? <laughs> <laughs> trying to build a clubhouse? <laughs> was he trying to take the black people's houses or something? Like, what was he doing? During the appearance, Camille defended white males against diversity concerns, agreed that the black community has become like a petulant child, and praised Edwards for his views on race. <laughs> uh, Ed- Edwards, who's a, a skidhead. Camille was part of Sirius XM's The Opie and Anthony show until he was fired early in July after he went on a Twitter tirade against the black community following a street altercation. The shock jock claimed he was taking pics in NYC and a black girl who was in frame punched me in the face. He added, automatic jump to violence in that community is astounding. No discussion. Start punching at the least little thing. Uncivilized. Sirius XM fired Camille after careful consideration of his racially charged and hate-filled remarks. Kumia, who was then a guest on the August 2nd broadcast of the Memphis Blaze political cesspool, which describes itself as representing a philosophy that is pro-white, we wish to revive the white birth rate among above the replacement level fertility and beyond to grow the percentage of whites in the world relative to other races. KKK Nazi much? The show also states it has rallied to support pro-Confederate causes against black malcontents. Are they on serious too? Or- yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I doubt it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He probably won't let them on the airways. No, so no. They, they they probably uh, got their own shit running. Uh, Edwards no Edwards wrote that he had Camille on the political cesspool to discuss the next phase of his career and his plan to talk openly and honestly about racial issues. This is what a real conversation about race sounds like. During the hour-long interview, Camille complained about how white males are treated as the abomination of the United States. Despite their astounding historical achievements, he continued, citing NASA Apollo, the NASA Apollo program. When you watch any of the footage of any of the Apollo programs over the years and you look at the control room of Mission Control, what do you see? Do you see diversity there? Honestly, let's be honest. You see white males smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee at the console, and putting people on the moon. When's the last time you watched, a, when's the last time you watched NASA? <laughs> I feel like this man went out. He watched Tom Hanks in that movie about space and was right. like, got it. <laughs> How is this a horrible thing? How is this something to look at and say we need to change this by injecting people who that do not pay attention to the laws of this country? Well, I feel like if a black person makes it to the NASA program, they probably do pay attention to the laws. Yeah, they do. Do not assimilate to the cultures. Do not work and contribute to this nation. Why is this a good thing to then add these people into the formula to make this a great country? Diversity for the sense of just diversity is not a good thing. And when I talk about race and try to be open and honest about it in this day and age, you're chastised. You're looked at as a race, as the racist. He exploded. Because you are. He explained that liberals don't want open and honest dialogue on race. They want the continued victimization and excuses that go out. And se- the second you literally bring up the real problems that are happening in this country, as far as c- certain communities go, you're chastised. You're given that scarlet letter that is now R, racist. And there's no way to discuss this as white, especially male American, without being called a racist. 
Edwards later claimed a significant percentage of the black community, let's just put it this way, had become like a petulant child. Prompt the committee to reply yes. Edwards added that the black community is someone that just thinks that they can throw a fit and get what they want. And they've gotten the shakedown thing going there here. Apparently so. This is amazing. Shake down so well that our children keep getting shot by police officers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karen, you are the problem. We're petulant I, I am the problem. We're <laughs> petulant children when our, police, when our kids get shot. Yeah, I am the problem. Cam- I'm sorry I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Camille was clearly fond of Edwards. At one point, Edwards lamented that the racist means white person now. If you can, if you say anything other than what is approved speech, you are a racist. It means everything. It means nothing. Camille responded by saying, I really want to just hang out with you and drink a few beers and talk for a while. We're on the same page, my friend. Ed was in the show by employing his pro-white audience to support Camille's new radio program, stating, we got to support the honest people. We got to support the truth tellers. Political correctness is a disease. Mm-hmm. And all this does, in my opinion, is just confirm why that motherfucker got fired. Yeah. Uh, the Anti-Defamation League criticized Edward for having white supremacist views and interviewing a variety of anti-Semites, white supremacists, Holocaust deniers, conspiracy theories, and anti-immigrant leaders. The Southern Poverty Law Center uh, wrote that Edwards has probably done more than any of his contemporaries on the American radical right to publicly promote neo-Nazis, Holocaust deniers, raging anti-Semites, and other extremists. Um, they mostly care about Jews, though, because they didn't even bring up, like, just, you know, Racist people against black people. Mm-hmm. It was specific on that anti-Semite. <laughs> I see, I see y'all. Uh, and that, and that his program has become primary, the primary radio nexus of hate in America. The SPLC notes that the political cesspools guest roster reads like a who's who of radical races with guests such as Holocaust denier Mark Weber, Canadian white supremacist Paul Fromm, American Renaissance editor Jared Taylor, neo-Nazi activist April God, and anti-Semitic pre- professor Kevin McDonald. Oh, what's what's the uh, the person who say, who says slavery don't exist? You know, since we got the Holocaust denier, we got where's the slavery denier? Yeah, I wonder if there is some. Um, uh, well, yes, we do have. Yes, there is. You know what? Those people are Republicans because they say slavery was good for us. You're welcome, black people, for the slavery. Yeah, we were better off doing slavery. Um, I forgot to say thank you. Uh, zero to a hundred, guys. What do y'all give uh, Anthony Camilla and his uh, appearance on this radio show? I almost, almost <coughs> gave him a zero, mm-hmm. but he was successful in getting his points across on another radio show. Even though it's not his, mm-hmm. he was successful in appearing on another show. Um, and I didn't want to hear him. Like I don't want anyone to hear him again. Um, but he was able to do it, so I had to give him at least seventy-five. Uh, care. He gets a hundred in the eye roll. Yeah, a hundred from me too, and a lobster roll. All um, the reason I did, <laughs> all the reason I did give him a hundred, he still don't have a job. Fuck him. Zero to eleven, Karen. Let's do. I mean, one to eleven. Sorry. Eight. One, two. I was just gonna say five again. <laughs> I know. I well, it would have been a different one. Just the. Fu- oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I deleted the other one. That's why it's only eleven now. I was gonna say just the fucking ride. Uh, <laughs> a jaywalking professor. Uh, Got uh, got arrested. Um, oh, shit. Yep, a jaywalk jaywalking rarely makes national news, but the arrest of Arizona professor Ursula Orr has done just that. What began as a walk home from classes at Arizona State University ended with police charging the professor with assault. 
The English professor was walking in the middle of Tempe, Arizona street one evening last month when the campus police officer stopped her. The incident escalated. She was handcuffed and landed on the pavement. Now, I read that as they threw her on the pavement. Yep. <laughs> Appearing Monday on CNN's New Day, Orr was asked about her own words and actions in the incident and replied, what I did I think I did what I was supposed to do. I was respectful. I asked for clarification. I asked to be treated with respect, and that was it. And dashboard camera recording released Friday or steadfastly questions the officer, Stuart Farron, and ask him to be respectful. The two talk over each other, and the situation escalates with Farron threatening to arrest or unless she produces her ID. Now, I think they have video of it. Um, Welcome back. It's a story that's getting national attention tonight. A college professor says she was unnecessarily manhandled by police, all because of jaywalking. Dash cam video here. It caught much of the interaction. Officers say the Arizona State University professor was stopped because she was walking in the street. Now, she claims she walked in the street to avoid construction. The officer decided to arrest her after she failed to show wow. ID. Wow, you can actually see the construction in the background. Wow. D, but she claims he never gave her a chance to explain herself. Hand behind your back right now. I'm going to slam you on this car. Put your hand behind your back. Do you really want did you know I'm going to slam you on this car if you don't put your head behind your back? To do that? Do you see what I'm wearing? I don't care what you you're wearing. Do you put see, your hand behind you your back right now. Don't talk to me like this. This entire thing has been about your lack of respect. Well, the professor is later seen on camera kicking one of the officers. She plans to I fight so. the charges against her. The university tonight says that officer did not violate protocol, but they are still reviewing what? whether or not excessive force was didn't. used. Zero to a hundred. A hundred? Two hundred. The double, triple the bonus round. Three hundred. Shit. Care? Of course. Care? Oh, you know my answer a hundred. Yeah, I give it a hundred also. Man, listen, man. They, they want to they wanna, uh, blow up the fact that she was kicking? Like, really? Like, at some point, you have to be able to, you're, you're, it's a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like, it, just because he's wearing a badge don't mean he can fuck me up. Now, you know the rules about us is different. We can't be doing Man. that. Now we get resistant arrest and get a federal charge for some bullshit I, like I that. wish you'd have connected a heel or something to one of his balls and <laughs> while she was kicking. You know what I mean? Like, I really wish that would have happened. You know, fuck him. Oh, I'm so angry. Oh, I can't wait to just yell at somebody in the morning. <laughs> now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, J. Triz Nye, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they are quite racist. <clears throat> First article. Um, let's see. Oh, I read that one yesterday. All right, here's a. Uh, let's go with. Uh, let's go with this one. All right. Uh, Sherwood, Arizona, a local woman is out on bond after surrendering to police on a sexual assault charge involving a 13-year-old boy. Oh, my. A white man did it. White man did it? <laughs> <laughs> I 
and raped the little boy. <laughs> yep. Uh, warrant was issued Monday for the arrest of Andrea Clevenger, 33 years old. Police say she turned herself in in the morning and was released with a GPS ankle bracelet. Oh, shit. That was fast. The white man did it. <laughs> um, Sherwood Police Department says it was notified of the allegations against Clevenger on November 27th from the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline. Damn, they called a hotline on their ass? Uh, Clevenger is charged with one count of rape and one count of engaging children in sexual explicit conduct for use in a visual or print medium. So she was taking pictures and shit. According to the arrest affidavit, the boy told police sexual assaults happened at least three times, once on the sofa inside Clevenger's home and twice inside a vehicle. Um, they, they do have an attached, uh, affidavit for more information. It's sickening, just absolutely disgusting, and especially that age. Said local mother, a local mother whose daughter was a similar was similar friends with Clevenger's daughter, um, taking advantage of absolutely. I mean, I think the little boy at his state of mind, being twelve, thirteen, fourteen, however old he was, he probably wasn't in the right state of mind to even know if it was right or wrong. Honestly, Clevenger was uh, one of the moms featured on TLC's Cheer Perfection, a reality TV show about a team of young competitive cheerleaders at a cheer time revolution in Sherwood. TLC released the following statement. TLC does not want no scrubs. But <laughs> I say TLC doesn't have a comment uh, regarding the series. The network made the decision a few months ago not to order more episodes and do, we do not air the show in repeats. So leave us the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Guess the race of Andrea Clevenger uh justin oh definitely uh white oh going with white are you well let me check the chat room and see what they believe a race is uh carte blanche to touch boys and to, and to leave the situation at will mm-hmm, that's right right film lawyer but what race is it she grapefruited him white Blanche, ain't that white huh oh blanche oh he's so clever that's why we go together <laughs> uh she grapefruited him white one whose butt looks like two deflated balloons. Oh. I, <laughs> God damn, Leonard. <laughs> a kidnapped victim that would actually be searched for. Ha! Aww. <laughs> that was Black Rock. Single white female, Becky, and white. The correct answer is, and everybody got yeah. it, white. Good job, you hey, racist sons of bitches. Hey, man, can you imagine a conversation with Leonard? If you and him were standing at the water cooler talking and a white person walked over, like, hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah. The, 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 like, what Leonard thinking in his head, really? Man, you know, I was just thinking, like, we have actually gone out with Leonard more than once. Yes. You would have no idea that he's the most racist person in North Carolina, you man. Wouldn't. Leonard is so sweet. <laughs> oh, he really is. Man, y'all don't know what Leonard thinking about y'all at that table. Yeah. Like, he probably, like, I'm probably like, yeah, I think I'll take the grits. He, in his mind, he's like, of course you would, you oh. ignorant porch baboon. I'm like, well, you moon crooked, you, yeah. of course you want the shrimp. But all grits. that come out of his mouth is like, oh, yeah, shrimp and grits. That's good. <laughs> yeah. We know what he's really yeah. thinking. Of course you would, the chicken uh, and waffle. Can I get the smothered pork chops? Of mm-hmm. course you would eat the white man's pork. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, damn, let it. <laughs> so- he, <laughs> he, 
He don't eat. Uh, he don't eat pork either. So that's that's a, that's, so that's a valid statement <laughs> oh, you said. Shit. You mm-hmm. you eating that white man swine? <laughs> a lot of Negroes that hate other Negroes don't eat pork. It's, I don't. I um, normally don't trust them. But he got a white woman stashed at the crib. It's that self. It's that self. <laughs> it's that self hate. And they be like, mm, the devil's bacon. <laughs> Little Dave Chappelle, the undercover brother. <laughs> uh, All types of hate. C- conspiracy brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my, that's my, man, I didn't know people fuck with that movie as much as I did. That's a funny Until movie. I said it on Twitter the other day, man. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious, man. I love yeah, that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. My, my favorite line is still when he was like, uh, when he slept with the white devil, with she devil, <laughs> and, de- and Dave Chappelle was like, was it everything I ever dreamed of? <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, a man who fled at Davenport store after he allegedly stole several items is facing charges of child endangerment for leaving behind a four-year-old child he was supposed to be watching. Uh-huh. Couldn't keep up. Well, damn. Gotta work on your time, shorty. <laughs> According to the arrest affidavit by the Dav- Davenport police officer Joe Reagan, Officers responded to Cole's department store on June 27th in reference to the, to the theft. Mm-hmm. Two people had stolen some mm-hmm. items and fled the store, leaving the child behind. The investigation led Davenport police to Courtney Michael Jones, 20 years old, of uh, Rock Island. Jones is banned from going into Cole's because of past thefts. According to the affidavit, the child's mother had left the toddler with Jones. When Jones and his accomplice left the store, the child left the store and ran across the parking lot and almost into the street. <laughs> Jones was arrested Thursday. He is charged with child endangerment and aggravated misdemeanor that carries a possible prison sentence of up to two years. He also is charged with fifth-degree theft, a civil misdemeanor that carries a jail sentence of up to 30 days, and criminal trespass, a serious misdemeanor that carries a jail sentence of up to one year. Jones was being held Friday in Scott County Jail on $200 cash-only bond. $200? He couldn't come up with $200. That's that's high, man. He black. He's like, I gotta still smoke holes. I gotta, I'll get the 200, but just let me out and let me go to Coles. I'll get the 200 by the afternoon, I promise. Oh, 200 was all he owed? $200 cash only bond. That means you give them $200, you can go home. And he was still in jail Friday. (laughs) Police have not said if they have identified the person who was with Jones at the time. So at least he's not snitching. Guess the race, uh, Justin. He black, but he got he got a child training for Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Phillips' brother, Grape Ape, black as coals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. One who stole ten pairs of pants, but not one belt. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram straight flexing after the Barney settlement. <laughs> yeah, he the real reason we get followed around Barney's black. Fry, tried every possible way to, to get away from that kid black. I take it <laughs> back. It's Cobra. Too fast for the hunky kid. He was watching black. <laughs> every nigga for himself when shit gets real. Better move your feet, little nigga black. The correct answer <laughs> is he was black. <laughs> I think one person said white. He probably told the police, I don't know that kid. It's man, not mine. That is, that is the face of a man that really was not supposed to be in Coles. Okay. Had no business there. They definitely followed him around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looked high as shit, man. Left his baby there. 
And he was on that crack. He's like, I'm just trying to watch my baby, officer. Please let me go. <laughs> he probably was going to sell him in a buggy. Uh, <laughs> 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 the With all the like, items. Like bubs. <laughs> I got a baby for you. Who want a baby? Let's do this one, guys. A uh, couple overcomes California wildfire to throw a romantic rustic farm wedding. Melissa and Ryan Dombrock were so dead set on having Yosemite National Park wedding that only an extreme act by Mother Nature could derail their plans. After both making it through the United States Air Force Academy training and years of long-distance dating, their biggest challenge as a couple came just days before their wedding in the form of a historically destructive wildfire, which also turned out to be a blessing in disguise. The couple met as students at the Academy in Colorado and later became close as postgraduate students at Monterey, California. Their first official date was a trip to the country fair. She had a ton of energy, and she was very attractive, athletic. I was trying to get her on a date before for a while, Ryan said. Uh, he told Today.com. Their love story began to take shape while they were stationed apart all over the country and continued to unfold amid feelings of uncertainty about what the future held. We'd gone through a lot of being stationed apart and being long distance for parts of our relationship. We said we'd wait until we were stationed in the same place and plan a wedding together, Melissa31 explained to the today.com. But Ryan couldn't wait. I wanted to make the future certain one way or another. I was ready to move forward and wanted to make sure she was. Ryan said of his feelings in 2011 when he was stationed in Florida and Melissa was in California. We spent a lot of time uh, of our careers, a lot of time in our careers, and let outside factors control where we were going, Ryan said. It was time to we made decisions and adjusted accordingly. So they went to his home in Wisconsin, July 4th weekend. He asked her to marry him. And uh, then during the hike Wednesday before the wedding, Melissa received a message letting her know a fire was headed their way and the lodge needed to be evacuated. I was in a little bit of denial. I don't think I didn't think it could really be that extreme, Melissa said. Of the moments, denial? Of the moments after she heard the news. Look, women want their day, Karen. She and Ryan were alone at the trail at the time, and they processed to get together. The whole way down, we were going through our stages of grief. We thought our dream wedding's falling apart. It is a sign from God that we're not supposed to be married. But then we went into action mode. They woke up Thursday morning with 48 hours until their scheduled wedding and rallied their troops in the conference room of a Hefton Inn in Modesto, California, about two and a half hours from the original location. They were back at square one in search of a venue, food, alcohol, and flower vendors. Luckily, the bride's mother was at the lodge at the time of the evacuation and was able to grab her wedding dress, but other guests were stranded without their clothes, wallets, and keys. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they Googled some last-minute venues, and they ended up uh, getting um, a farm owner who uh, donated his farm to let them get married there for free. Oh, you know, you know they white. All right, so Justin is going with white. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe uh, the race of these people is. Uh, are, is, whatever. Okay. Um, this sounds like an impossible white man and impossible white woman movie. This is not <laughs> against the race. This is not against the race, white. The only thing black at this wedding was the smoke from the fire. Aww. Cheese puffs. White people will do anything for a tan. Their dog is the ring bearer white. <laughs> <laughs> Mocking Jay White. Oh. <laughs> The correct answer is white. Yeah, I think the part where the farm owner gave them the land for free, that's when you knew it was white for sure. Come on now. Now, maybe I missed something, but they were pressed to get married. Had they never had sex before? 
I don't know. Like he was like, like a lot. She, it's like she was holding out. Like you will not get any of this until we get married. And he was like, I can't hold out no longer. Then not only that, um, of course they're white because if folks was leaving keys and shit trying to run, they're like, she'd ride the truth. They'd be like, they tried to get everybody, but all everybody had already left as soon as they got the text message that it was a fire. A fire's coming to kill you. Oh, no, my perfect wedding. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the racism for guess the race in the bonus round. Justin, so far, is three for three. See if he can keep it going, guys. Getting nervous? Nope. All right. That's what I do. Let's go to the next one. Judge other people based on my biases. <laughs> you are made for this. <laughs> A Baptist church leader was arrested for posting a Craigslist ad soliciting dog sex. <laughs> white, oh white, white, white. The Boone County, the Boone County Sheriff's Department Cyber Crimes Task Force arrested 56-year-old Camden County man after he allegedly attempted to arrange sex with a dog and another animal on Craigslist. And what was the other animal? I know like a giraffe, a horse. Gerard, a zebra? What's <laughs> <Donkey. laughs> going Hill? Gerald Jerry Hill. And Gerald is J E R A L D. Stay off of Craigslist, kids. Gerald Jerry Hill, uh, Boone County Moe's, uh, Windermere Baptist Conference Center was arrested Tuesday afternoon and charged with attempted unlawful sex with an animal and attempted animal abuse. Gerald L. Hill, um, Yesterday was arrested at 11.35 a.m. on suspicion of attempted unlawful sex with an animal or attempted animal abuse. Boone County Sheriff Detective Tracy Perkins said in a news release, Hill was released from the Boone County Jail after posting a bond totaling $1,000. The investigation began last week when the task force got a tip that someone had posted an ad on Craigslist looking for two types of animals with which to have sex, Perkins said. Oh, my. One of the animals he sought was a dog. Perkins declined to say what other type of animal he'll sought. I'm assuming something freaky then. <laughs> I know, right? Like a, well, I mean, like a snake or some shit. A wallaby. Well, I mean, where's we going with this? A detective with the task force exchanged emails with the with Hill under the guise of offering it. What if we would did it under the guise of a dog? <laughs> under the guise of offering a dog that he'll get sex with I wonder, per- what, I wonder what kind you know how a lot of time people have their fetishes mm-hmm. you know what kind was it the cockle spaniel was right. it a shih tzu guess the race of the dog right he'll made arrangements to travel to Colombia to have sex with the dog now who you can go find a straight dog on the street you don't have to travel <laughs> to find, I mean come on he man he need to be sure it was a full breed yep he was arrested ain't one uh, of those scrubs nope Mm-mm. He was arrested and uh he met the deputy, so guess the race of Gerald L. Hill. White. Alright, so Justin's going with White. Uh let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um let's see, uh whiter than Justin's teeth. This <laughs> <laughs> pick. The real dog, the bounty hunter white. The only diversity comedian was, was sports. <laughs> Chalky, who will only date a woman if she's allowed to if he's allowed him to cock her spaniel <laughs> oh lord michael vick uncle down on cash black <laughs> took the phrase dog lover to a whole new level whiter than the furry in a llama suit was that was the other animal he sought oh black says jasmine that's my bitch white that's my bitch white <laughs> and white the correct answer is, is 
White. <laughs> it's dog in the video, though. <laughs> Some people guess black, though. Some reason I won't let me put the picture in the chat, but there's a picture of him. I don't know. Uh, maybe I can send you guys a link. You guys can look at the link if you want to. It's, let me just uh, close this. The box showed up, but the picture didn't. Yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't work, but here's <laughs> that dog broke it, man. The dog you had before. <laughs> the dog. The dog. The dog like it was AOL chat. Sex, sexting dog. All right, man. Um. All right, I guess we do one more and then we get out of here. Um, Karen, is it nine thirty? You have to do the thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, let's just go straight to sword ratcheting this man. You sure. Uh, I mean, all right, we can do one more. All right. Um, <clears throat> here's one. First, he stole her heart. Then his friend stole her bag, according to police. Ah, Boca all kind of thievery going on here. Boca Raton, oh Florida. Police said just after 10 p.m. Is this the city beside True Blood? What's happening here? Police said just after 10 p.m. on Tuesday, officers got a call about a purse snatching at the beach. Uh, they found a distraught woman who said a man came out and grabbed her bag while she and her friend were kissing on the beach. Her purse had her cell phone and wallet in it and $500 in cash. That's a, that's a, a lot of money. Did he tell her that night? Like, can you put $500 in cash in your bag? Drug deal gone bad? He t she told officers her date called her and asked if she wanted to hang out earlier that day, according to her arrest report. The two met up and drove to the beach in her date's car, and in the back seat was a man she had never met before, but who her date introduced him as a friend. That friend, later identified as Daniel Eisman, 27, dropped the two off at the beach. The woman and her date were kissing in the sand when Eisman ran out of the bushes, grabbed her purse, and took off, according to police. Her date jumped up and ran after him. The woman, thinking her date was trying to get her purse back, waited for him on the beach, but he didn't, <laughs> he didn't come back. Oh. <laughs> she thought he was using chivalry. Yes, go get my... That's a good man. Get my purse back. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Are they getting in the car together? <laughs> the woman found security guards at the nearby condominium complex to call police. Police spotted her date's car parked outside of a red roof inn in Deerfield Beach by identifying a license plate and found her date with Eisenman and another man in a, in a hotel room. Sit up. What's funny is that um, she did she remember the license plate or she just knew <laughs> his? Did he give her his real name? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say he had. She knew who he was. Yeah, at some point he fucked up, right? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. he didn't come back. Yeah, yeah. he could. He should have came back and was like, oh, babe, he got away. Yeah, let's call the police and then I'm gonna drop you off. He was scared they was gonna smoke the meth without him. Well, baby, he your friend. You don't know where he going. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, oh, you was listening when I said he was yeah. my friend? Damn. Her date, who has not been charged, told police he was he was chasing after Osmond to get her bag back. When he caught up to Osmond, the two got into the date's car and rode to, rode to the hotel. He said he didn't know Osmond was going to take the purse, nor did he touch or take anything out of it. Osmond told Boca Raton police he knew taking the purse was wrong, but that he didn't take anything out of it. He threw the purse in the wooded area, according to a report. Police were able to recover the purse with everything inside except the cash. <laughs> Was was Aww. this a meeting with Debo? And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> my girl tripping. <laughs> she wore her pocketbook back. <laughs> <laughs> Osmond is charged with grand theft, 
and it is being held at the Palm Beach County Jail in lieu of three thousand dollars bail. Guess the race of uh, Mr. Uh, Eisman. <laughs> I would go with black, but yeah, black. I'm gonna stick with black. Check the chat room. Storm Shadow. That's white. Oh. Catch a white. Catch a white bitch slipping black. Five out of five of a per- five fifths of a person. Oh. He he wasn't charged. Damn it, Leonard. He wasn't charged, and his friend's name is Osmond White. Listening to Anthony Camille on the way home, White, the hated half of President Obama, Osmond's White too. The correct answer is White. People still in training. <laughs> so wait, Justin missed it. Hold on. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> and everybody else got it. <laughs> All right. Well, damn, Justin. Hey. I didn't realize the crowd. The crowd <laughs> said, "Get out of here." I didn't realize they got that rowdy. Mm-hmm. Hey they, man, they don't play. <laughs> they they was on some real. <laughs> they was on some meth or something. <laughs> The, yeah. What kind of tactic is that? <laughs> you rob a girl with your friend. Hey, that you introduced her to. <laughs> right. Like, hey. to me, that's the clue to this white. That's like, black people would never let you in on the hustle like that. Damn. <laughs> they, they were so stupid. I was like, man, they wouldn't got a hotel room. Yeah. Like, I, they white. I figured they had a house to go We're going to get high for hours. <laughs> All right. Sword ratchet this time, guys. All right. It's time to talk about it. Um, here's one. Las Cruces police say a man used a sword to kill his mother while she slept. Las Cruces well, police. Damn. That's right, Karen. The hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, we all got to die sometime. Las Cruces police have arrested a man for allegedly using a sword to kill his own mother. Why? Early Friday morning. Joshua J. Hunt, 35, is charged with one count of first degree murder and one count of tampering with evidence. I bet she went fixing breakfast and he got mad. Mm-hmm. She probably provoked it. Shortly after seven, she's probably snoring, you know, and sometimes you got to kill your mom because you, you own the sword. I'm going to get you later, mom. You want to fix me breakfast? Fuck you, mom. Shortly, yeah, he's called her by first name. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, Lisa. Fuck you. <laughs> Shortly after 7.30 a.m. Friday, July 18th, uh, police were sent to a report of a possible homicide. Police say officers arrived at the home. They were met by Hunt and took him into custody without incident. Well, he just opened the door like, what's up, y'all? Y'all here, y'all here for me, right? All right. Officers found the body of 56-year-old Lisa J. Cano in one of the bedrooms. La Cruz's police detectives have reason to believe that a long-standing feud between the two led to Hunt allegedly killing his mother. Detectives say that Hunt woke up around 4 a.m. and contemplated uh, the way his mother treated him over the years. <laughs> well, damn. That's never good. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, and I got this sword. It's time to do something about this. Detectives believe that sometime before 7.30 a.m., Hunt went into the mother's bedroom and allegedly struck her with a long sword on her hand and head. Hunt then walked into his bedroom and told his wife to call police. This nigga got a wife living in his mama house. Wow. Son. She never supported me. I remember when I wouldn't feel well and I wanted to skip school so I could get high with Billy and them. You writing your name on the orange juice, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
How many times did he drink all the Kool-Aid except for a last swallow? Talk about some whoever drank the last little bit got to fill it up. Mom, who ate my chips, Mom? Yeah. God damn it, Mom. I was saving those Fruit Loops for later. Lisa, why didn't you buy my favorite cereal? I texted you and told you to get my favorite fucking cereal. Lisa, you knew my wife was coming over tonight. (laughs) You knew I was trying to get some. I told you to stop folding my clothes, you fucking bitch. I'll fold my own fucking clothes, okay, Mom? God, Mom, Mom, you're such a cunt. You are such a cunt. You're lucky I don't get my sword. God, I hate you. Banging on the wall while I'm banging out my wife because mm-hmm. we're making too much noise. Fuck you, Mom, okay? Get some headphones. Yeah. Leave the house, why don't you? Mom, what, ride. Mom what the fuck is this rent shit? <laughs> I saw a bill on my bed for rent. I'm not paying rent. This is my room. I stay here with my kids. That's right. And my wife. His 31-year-old wife and their two children, ages 8 and 9. I said no more oatmeal, Mom. I want grits. No pork sausages, Mom. Please. Uh, They were in the home and presumed to be asleep at the time of the incident. Hunt is expected to be booked. He's held on a $500,000 bill. So there you go. That's a fail all around. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So... But she agreed to move in too. Right. Yeah, and his mama allowed his grown ass son, I mean, to live there with his wife and kids. Now, I understand things happen, but you ain't just gonna chill there just because. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Mankato police are investigating a stabbing that happened over the weekend after a fight broke out between neighbors. 44 uh, year old Akeem Alma D. Pendleton reported his neighbor, Ruvain Ivory Marshall, a 49-year-old Mankato resident, entered his residence. A physical altercation ensued, and Pendleton allegedly ended up grabbing an edge weapon. It was a cane sword that was determined to be the weapon used. <laughs> oh shit. Wow. <laughs> Strange, man. Yeah, you sure that ain't that old man? It's real. He's trying to save the, he's trying to save the world, but no, y'all fucking yeah, with him. He must have been infected. It's a walking cane, but it has a sharp sword at the end. Marshall was transported to the local hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Pendleton was arrested for felony assault and illegal possession of a firearm that was unrelated to the incident. So, there you go, guys. Uh, sword ratchetness. Go to tweetaudio.com and uh, make sure that you guys uh, check everything out there. Put in code TVGWT. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.